and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan. You're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, which is right here with me live on the show. And I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over social media, television, everywhere, all on the streets. There's a whole lot going on. But thank y'all again for joining. If you enjoy the content on the channel, please go ahead and like the video. Like the video, share the video, all that good stuff. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. It's 100% free. We got to talk about Derek Chauvin, of course, getting sentenced to 22 and a half years for the death of George Floyd. That's a really hot topic right now. We'll get into that. Also, Joe Biden, that's, that's some of your president um, talking about hey, you're trying to overthrow the government if you want to have a second amendment to protect yourself against a tyrannical government well you're going to need some nukes and some F-15s and some more stuff because you're going to come hard and heavy is that a threat like what are you really talking about there sir also speaking about Joe um, is it is it Latinx is it Latinx he would say Latinx get it Latinx, how do you pronounce that term? Or do you just simply not say it? Rather than trying to figure out how to pronounce it, do you just not say it at all? Now we have woke US Army generals. What's going on with that? We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for joining. I appreciate y'all immensely. Go ahead, hit that like button for me to help me out a whole lot. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. We got a whole lot happening tonight. There's a lot going on. And we're going to also get into uh, Jalen Rose and the whole basketball thing, too. You know, you guys know I'm a big basketball fan. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to start with the basketball stuff first. Get it out the way. And as more of you guys come in, we'll get to the meat and potatoes of the conversation. We'll talk about the diversity stuff. I mean, pardon me, the, the, the woke stuff from the military. Woke, diversity. It's all becoming the same. You could pretty much use the terms woke, critical race theory, diversity. They all lead to the same thing. If you are a so-called person of color, color person, you are a victim. You are helpless. You have no ability to do anything for yourself at all. And you need the white man's help. To, to go to the bathroom and wash your hind parts, you need the white man's help. Okay. If your soap didn't lather, you got to get the white man to do it for you. And if he doesn't want to do it for you, he's a racist. That's kind of where we're at nowadays with all this woke stuff going on, all this critical race theory stuff going on. It's getting ridiculous. It's like, look, I'm a fully grown man. I don't need someone else to baby me. I, I promise you, I do not need that. And if you want to, you know, lend me that uh, choice, I'm going to go ahead and decline respectfully. I'm going to decline that. I am a full grown man. I know how to take care of myself. All right. But I digress. Let's get into this whole thing about Jalen Rose and the basketball situation. Now, this is about sports, but it's the same time about diversity. Remember the whole Oscars. So white kerfuffle. Now, what was the problem with that? They meaning some of these Hollywood actors like Will Smith. Well, his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, which is funny because, um, <laughs> So Jada Pinkett Smith, probably a few years ago, maybe about four or five years ago or so, she was talking about how they are going to boycott the Oscar awards because there are so many white nominees and winners. And there's not enough black nominees and winners, keyword and, not just enough to have 
a nominee, you got to win as well. But she's saying it's not enough black nominees and winners in the Oscars. So there was this whole hashtag, Oscars so white. It was a boycott, this whole big thing. And eventually they pretty much bullied the Oscars into getting more so-called people of color, black folks or whatever as nominees and winners. But then at that point, the award show, which is kind of meaningless anyway, it means less because if a nominee and winner is put there for diversity reasons, then what's the point in having an award show? Is it an award show or is it about just, you know, a recommend like uh, um, an acknowledgement of completion, you know, a participation trophy, basically that's, that's, that's all that it is. But anyway, speaking about Jada Pinkett Smith, her husband is obviously Will Smith and Will Smith has a production company called Willowwood, if I'm not mistaken. Matter of fact, let me look it up. Uh, Overbrook, pardon me, Overbrook. That's the name of his production. So if you look at movies like um, I Am Legend, After Earth, these movies, it's produced in part by Overbrook. Now, he could easily, as a production guy, as having a production company, cast more black actors in his movies. Because if you, if you want to solve the problem, quote-unquote problem, of not having enough black folks in movies, why don't you do it? Okay, you had I Am Legend rather than just putting yourself in the movie, Will Smith, and run random, you know, racially ambiguous lady, you couldn't put in a black person. And same thing with After Earth. You wouldn't put in your son rather than putting in some other kind of black actor that's just on the street in Hollywood trying to get something cracking. So you have the power, you have the money, you have the influence to change these things, but you don't do anything. You just want to cry about it and make, you know, you want to get woke points for doing so. But anyway, the whole thing with Oscar So White is that it was not enough so-called people of color that were nominees and winners in the Oscars. So the Oscars went from being 70, 80% white winners and nominees to like 50% of white winners and nominees and the rest POCs, right? 70% to 50%. Now, the NBA is majority black. There's very few American white guys in the NBA, very few let alone like top tier guys. Most of the white guys in the NBA, especially the top tier guys are European. Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, these guys. And even back in the day, you had Dirk Nowitzki, Petr Stajakovic, Heda Turkoglu, uh, Drazen Petrovic, RRP, Arvita Sabonis. All these guys came from Europe. And I don't mean like UK. I've never seen a white guy from the United Kingdom ever play NBA basketball ever. And if I'm wrong about that, I mean, no, I think the closest we got to France, UK, something like that was Tony Parker, who was black. But again, I digress. You got these Eastern European guys coming to the NBA and doing very well, but not very many American white guys. So most of the teams are going to be almost hundred percent black. Now Jalen Rose, former NBA player. And I got to admit to you, when I made my video, um, I'm coming from the perspective of a guy that has not watched ESPN. Um, I like Jalen Rose from what I knew about him years ago. I've not been watching ESPN lately. ESPN sucks. That's that's the worst channel on television. I, I mean, I think it's worse than Bravo, like the gay network. It's, it's worse than everything, okay? It's terrible because, you know, the thing about Bravo is like, all right, it's telling you what it is from the beginning, right? 
It's about it's it's a gay network. So if you want to watch gay stuff, it's right there. And it's fine. They can have their little network. I ain't tripping because I know what it is before I turn to it. If I don't want to see that, I don't turn to the network. However, I do enjoy sports. You know, I am six foot three. I used to play basketball, football, stuff like that, just for fun because it's fun to play. You know, you're going outside with friends, you're a teenager after school playing basketball is fun. So I do enjoy basketball. Um, football, I've been to basketball games, football games, I've been to baseball games, I've been to arena football games, I've been to um, uh, arena hockey, I just enjoy sports. It's fun to do, fun to play, it's a pastime, right? So, if I want to watch a basketball game, now I got to do it with the stuff from Bravo right here on ESPN. Why? There's a channel just for that. Why must I see that right here? I was watching some of the game the other day because they're in the playoffs. I've not watched all year because of all the SJW. I can't take all the SJW stuff, but I just happened to watch the other day because my team, the Bucks were on. I'm a big fan of the Bucks have been since I've been in high school back when they had Ray Allen and these guys. And I turned to it. And then I heard the announcer talk about, Oh, we're going to donate money to LGBT IA plus. He said that the IA plus at the end, the whole thing. I'm like, what am I watching? But anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole, so I digress. Jalen Rose, one of the, and I saw that uh, Apple, I'm going to get to that in a minute. Jalen Rose, former NBA player, now current ESPN host, says that the team going to Tokyo for um, the, what's that, Team USA, men's basketball, all NBA players is going to the Olympics. Um, it should be 100% black, and since it's not, it's shameful that it's not 100% black because there's one white guy on the team, Kevin Love. Now, Kevin Love is not an excellent player. He has been an excellent player in the past. You know, he was getting 20 and 10 all the time. He had numbers like Shaq and Carmelo. I'm not saying he is the equivalent of Shaq or Carmelo, but he was getting those kind of numbers back in the day. And he already has a gold medal from back in 2012 when he played. Now, granted, you're almost 10 years later. You're not quite the same. But he is a veteran. He has experience. What's the big deal? There's a lot of guys that don't want to play on a team. LeBron, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. A lot of your top-tier guys don't want to play. If the top-tier guys play, then maybe it'd be all black. But it's funny how a guy like Jalen Rose and other guys that support him would say, it's fine to push for a 100% black team in the NBA, but then when it comes to Oscar so white, if you have a 70% white uh, winner and nominee base, that's wrong, and we got to decrease that. You want to increase the team from being 90% black to 100% black, and that's fine. But it's also fine to decrease the Oscars from 70% white to 50% white. How does it make any sense? In my opinion, anything uh, in the award show, um, NBA basketball team, whatever, it should be about a meritocracy. The best person should win. The best players should play. That's what it should be about. Now, if it just so happens that the best movies are produced by white actors and performed by white actors, and so be it. So be it. That means, Tyler Perry, you got to get on the horn and get the wigs improved you had in the most recent movies. That means, Will Smith, you got to stop trying to be on Instagram, showing your dad bought off, talking about your crazy wife, and get some of these movies produced better, just do better. 
rather than saying, oh, please, get, please let me in because I'm black and I'm a person of color. And if you don't let me in, it's not fair. Just tighten up and do better. It's the same thing with the, the head coaching situation in the NBA. Uh, a lot of the head coaches are white. Not all of them. I think all the guys that's left right now in the finals are black as far as head coaches. Well, and, you know, the conference finals, all that is is black coaches. But a lot of the coaches are white. Same thing with the NFL. Maybe the best coaches happen to be white. It's like the best players happen to be black. What's wrong with that? If you want to have more black coaches, guys should focus more on becoming the coach, learning the X and O's rather than focusing on trying to play. That's just my opinion. It's it's very few good, like, top-tier level coaches that were also top-tier players. Jordan, best to ever do it. Is he a basketball coach? Would he be a good basketball coach? It's very few guys at the top of their game, basketball-wise, that become very good coaches. So you could focus on being Jordan, Magic, LeBron, or whatever, or focus on being Larry Brown, Hubie Brown, one of these guys like that. One of these, you know, big pop belly, pocket protector type guys. It's your choice, but don't cry about it. Just make it happen. That's my whole thing. That's all I'm about at the end of the day. So to wrap that part on up, uh, if you see something that you don't like, if you want to improve representation or whatever, just, just do it. Just do it. Just go out there and make it happen and stop crying about it. Period. But yeah. Oh, and also <laughs> about um, Jalen Rose. He was saying that the, the Dream Team in 1992 – they, they featured Christian Leitner because, you know, it, it was a favoritism. He's a white guy, and they had to get him from college, all this, that, and the third. Christian Leitner at that time, 1992, he was the best player that had come along in college in years, and he was most certainly the best player at that time, 1992. Christian Leitner was a beast playing for Duke. Oh, my, unstoppable. Now, when he got to the NBA, he wasn't all of that. But at Duke, he was amazing, 100% amazing. But anyway, I, I just think that, you know, I haven't watching ESPN for a while. Maybe I missed how woke they've become. And I think this whole thing from Jalen Rose lets me know why I don't watch ESPN anymore. I don't want to see the woke stuff. It's to the point now where if there's a game I want to see and it's on ESPN, I'm upset. I'd rather watch TNT. And shout out to Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is going to leave inside the NBA because he's like, you know what? I'm tired of it. I'm tired of having to walk on eggshells. I'm tired of making the joke. And then people kind of cringe when I do it. I got to ask, oh, can I say this? Can I say that? Can I say this? I think, um, I think, what was that? Oh, Charles always talk about the big women in San Antonio. And it'd be a big joke, right? Anytime they bring up the Spurs, you talk about the big women down there on the river walk with the churros, crunching the churros. He will always talk about that. And then he said, you know, I can't talk about that no more because they, they're saying that it's insensitive and them fat shaming. It's like, man, forget it. I'll go golfing and fishing rather than dealing with that whole situation. It's, it's, it's pretty clear what's happening. All right. So what else we got going on? And I can't, I can't stream the Trump rally because they're going to strike. I know how YouTube gets down, so I can't I can't stream that. If you want to see that, that's fine, but I can't talk I can't stream that right now. Um, but as I was saying, uh, so Joe Biden, you gonna threaten the US with nukes, with nuclear weapons? Is that what we're gonna do? 
So to back up a little bit, Joe Biden was talking about uh, Second Amendment, right? And during this whole gun control speech, saying that, hey, uh, well, we know you have Second Amendment rights and you want to protect yourself or whatever, but if you think that you're going to overthrow a tyrannical government, well, you don't have any nukes, you don't have any F-15s, so how are you really going to be able to do anything? How are you really going to be able to? It's like, wait a minute, hold on. Are, are, is, this, is it a threat right here? Is it a threat or a challenge? I'm trying to figure out which one it is, right? The Second Amendment, I'm going to keep that regardless. And like I was saying before, just because the U.S. military may have all these weapons does not mean the military is going to use them against us. The military may say, you know, we're, we're not going to do that. And if you are not going to use weapons against other nations because you're scared of mutually assured destruction, things of that nature, why would you use them on us? You don't want to nuke China or Russia or anybody like that because if you do that, it would be a wrap. They got nukes. We got nukes. If we nuke them, they're going to nuke us, and the whole world gets destroyed. Nobody wins. The U.S. will not use nukes on its own people because the people that have to actually launch them are going to be Americans. And if they did that, even if, even if they wanted to do that, it would just turn the whole world upside down and the aftermath of doing that would be worse than what was happening before. So it had never happened. So Joe Biden making these really empty threats. And at a certain point, it's like, all right, now I know that I need to keep my eyes open, keep my antenna raised up because this guy might be an issue. He might be a serious problem. You're talking about Ruby Ridge type problem. I'm not saying he will be. I'm not saying anybody go do anything. I'm saying I'm all for peace. I don't want no nukes. I don't want no government overthrow. All I want is for us to have rights. And in the Constitution, in the paper, it says we have those rights. Right to bear arms shall not be infringed. So that's really all that it, all that matters. But to say you might use we we might use nukes against you is crazy. Now you're not going to use nukes. Just leave us out of it. Exactly. MAD mutually assured destruction. You don't want that to happen to you at all. And I don't believe I, I don't believe that in the military. Well, not our military. Our military won't do it. Now, if you overseas somewhere in one of these crazy places, maybe they do it. But over here, nah, it's a lot of guys. It's guys in the military that would just, they, if anything, they would join the people rather than just turning the, their weapon against fellow Americans. That's just my humble opinion. Some guys are brainwashed like that, but a lot of guys are not. So it wouldn't go the way that Joe Biden is talking about, not in the least bit. Yeah, but Biden says a lot of different things. Somebody says Biden's brain dead already. Hey, I'm not going to say he's brain dead, but hey, if it appears like he has two feet already in, you understand what I'm saying? And I don't know how he's really able to move around and talk and walk. It's breaking that Bernie's, Geppetto, puppet strings at this particular point in time. The, the lights are on, but ain't nobody home. He's a few, a few fries short of a happy meal, a few trees short of a forest. And that's a fact. 100%. That you win, yeah, but see, you know, a foreign government, if they were to attack America, if anybody were to attack America, like, in a large-scale way, it would cause so many problems all over the world, it wouldn't even be funny. It it would be worse for them on the other end of it than it would be any kind of benefit. So I don't really foresee that happening anytime soon, not at all. All right. You say I'm wrong? Well, hey. We'll see about that. We'll see as time progresses how wrong I am, right? We'll see about that.
All right. But thank you all for being here. I definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up. If you're not subscribed to the channel yet, go ahead and do that for me. That helped me out tremendously for sure. All right. And then what else we got going on? Oh, so shout out to everybody, all, all the Latinx out there, all, all the Latinx or Latinx. What did Joe Biden say? Latinx. Is that what we're going to say? Now, this is another example of how Joe Biden is not really there and is racist. And you know what? I think when Joe Biden says things like this, this is the mind of the common everyday liberal in D.C. Now, as far as your regular normie, I'm not really sure. Maybe. I think some of the more vocal people on social media probably feel this way. But the average normie does not really understand anything about this, in my humble opinion. Now, Joe Biden was talking about, uh, he was trying to convince folks to get the shot, right? That's what he was trying to do. Trying to convince everybody to get the shot. But um, <laughs> he, he was then talking about why some people don't want to get the shot. Now, what he said about black folks was right, but not very well phrased. He was saying, well, blacks, a lot of blacks don't want to get it because they used to be an experimented on. I was like, really? Is that what you're going to say? They used to get experimented on? That's like, we, we do that all the time. You wake up in the morning and you see a news story or five African-Americans got experimented on downtown uh, Charleston, South Carolina. More to come. It's, you know, that's not what's happening. There have been a lot of incidents of black folks being experimented on, but it's not like what we do all the time. He did not phrase that properly, but I understood what he was trying to say. And his point is valid. We remember the Tuskegee experiment. He said Tuskegee Airmen, which is, you know, that's actually kind of a common misconception people make. They think that Tuskegee Airmen were those that got experimented on. I know it's kind of crazy to us because we know better. We, we know how to read books and stuff, and we're not necessarily just average normies. If you're watching this show, you're not like a regular everyday normie. You might be like a little bit of an elevated normie like me. We kind of like on the same page, right? A slightly elevated normie. But anyway, regular normies may make this mistake, but if you're the president, why would you do this? You have an entire squad of people, an entire team around you to tell you everything to say. They give you these flashcards with the talking points on it. They talk in your little earpiece, your, your hearing aid or whatever. They give you all the words to use. It's like, if you are not the best student in the class, right? You're not necessarily top tier student in the class. And a teacher says, hey, here are all the answers to the test. Boom, take that. And all you got to do is when it comes time for the test, just copy from the paper I gave you and write the numbers, write the answers down. Just copy and you'll be good to go. But even with all of that, he still manages to trip over himself. The Tuskegee Airmen, this was a group of black fighter pilots in World War II from the movie Red Tails. That's a, you know, based on the true story. And they were actually a real group in, in reality. The movie was not fake. Well, it's a movie. And some parts, it could be fake in the movie, but the movie was based on the real story. The Tuskegee Airmen, it was black fighter pilots in World War II. Now, Tuskegee Experiment is not related to that at all. Not at all. The only thing they have in common is the name Tuskegee. That's it. But anyway, in Tuskegee, Alabama, you had about 500 to 600 black men that were studied for like 40 years or less, depending upon if they died or whatever the case. Now, the start of the experiment said, we're going to 
try to get the cure for syphilis. And I think that all of them already had it or they got injected with it. I'm not really sure. But the whole point was to find the cure for syphilis. They promised them all kinds of things. This is the government now, the U.S. government promised them free health care, free this, free that, all types of stuff, right? But what they ended up doing was never really treating syphilis. All they did was just study how syphilis affected them as they died. So when penicillin came around, and that would be the cure for syphilis, one shot early in the vaccine, early in the process, or somewhere in the process, when the cure came around, they didn't tell anybody the cure had come around because the whole point was to study them while they still had this virus. And it lasted for 40 years from the 1930s to the 1970s, all right? So things like that and other things, a lot of black folks and everybody else as well because there's been all kinds of medical experiments, medical trials that don't go right. Because of things like that, we say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and back out. So he had a point there, but he didn't really articulate it very well. He didn't really get it all the way. He's almost there, but not quite. So close, but so far away. Anyway, then it gets to the Latinx. And shout out to all my Latinx brothers and sisters, my Latinx, my Latinx, as Joe Biden would say. Um, he says that the reason why they don't want to get the vaccine is because um, they fear that they may be deported afterward. It's like, what? First of all, how are you going to be deported if you're a U.S. citizen? Okay, a lot of Hispanic people were actually born here or maybe they immigrated and they did it legally. Just maybe. I know people that are Hispanic or Latino, whatever they want to say, that's been here for 500 years before the whites came. So, or before the, but before, you know, the uh, Americans came, put it to you like that, the kingdom of Great Britain before they came. Because you had Spain here, but that's a different story. I'll move on. Anyway, people have been here for a very long time and there's been wars and territory divisions and things like that. And then they ended up where they ended up. They might've already been in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, or whatever, or they may have been native and just happened to be within the U.S. when it was formed. So to, to think that somebody is Hispanic or Latino or whatever and just happens to be illegal, isn't that racist? If you just automatically, if you see somebody and they appear to be Hispanic, you're thinking they're illegal? Come on. Maybe they are here legally, just maybe. And maybe they don't want the vaccine because of the same reason black folks and white folks and everybody else may not want it. Maybe because people like Joe Biden have not been able to convince them that this is safe, that has a high efficacy rate. They put something out recently talking about your heart could be, you know, affected in some kind of way. I'm not sure how it can be affected. You guys let me know in the comments below. I'd love to see what you got to say. But if that's going on, then it's like, all right. What are we really doing? What what are we doing? This whole thing about um this this whole thing about deportation. Imagine if Trump said that. Trump never said anything like that. You know, that that um Hispanic people, they you know, they don't want to get deported. They can say anything they want on the left and it's fine. Uh, remember Barack Obama said fruit pickers and bed makers talking about um Hispanic people. Oh, well, they have to be here. Well, the bed's got to get made. The fruit's got to get picked. He said that and there was no problem. 
it's, it's weird how people just ignore things that they would normally consider to be racist if somebody that they like says it. I don't hear things like that on the right. I will always hear it when I was on the left and I was still stuck in that mindset. And I still hear it on the left. And now that I'm on the right, I get it toward me all the time. The All, all types of racial stuff, it's become mainstream. You know, at, at one point in time, the, the white man would be afraid to say something against you that's racist if he was on the left. He'd do it in, he'd do it in private, when can't nobody else see, when it's just, you know, when he thinks that nobody is looking, he'll say it. But now, the black liberal, the Hispanic liberal, the liberals in general, big tech, social media, they've empowered everybody to be racist if they're on the left. But if they're on the right, they can't say a word. They can't say anything. If they're on the right and they say one false, uh, if they make one false move, one, if they utter one false syllable of a word, say something like that, it's a wrap. You're done. But if you're on the left and do something like that, you could say the full and complete word, all syllables, with you know no hesitation, no stuttering, no stammering, say it all the way through, and it's totally fine. You have no problems. I'm just trying to figure out why nobody's pointing out the hypocrisy. Why is it okay to do something like that? But hey, if you are a leftist, you could do whatever you want to do for the most part. Maybe I'm wrong about that. You guys let me know in the comments below. Who's afraid? Um, well, what you mean, who's afraid? I'm not sure what the context of that question is. Yeah, and, and, the, and the funniest part about the whole thing, Latinx, I was told that the reason why they use the term Latinx or Latinx, Latinx, L-A-T-I-N-X, I'm told the reason why they use that is because Latina and Latino are gendered terms. But that's for the entire Spanish language is gendered like that. Abuela, grandma, abuelo, grandpa. Everything is gendered like that. Like throughout the entire language. So how are you going to change the entire language? And then it gets to the point where if you don't use certain words in their proper like form, it won't even make any sense. Abuelex, who am I talking about? If I got two grandparents and I say Abuelex, who am I talking about? And it's not even correct to use the grammars of the, the you, you, you're making up a word. You're making up ways to speak that don't even make any sense. Language has been around for a very long time, thousands of years. Stop trying to be woke and then just make up stuff to change in, in the structure of the entire language. It's crazy. All right. <laughs> Abuelex, yeah. That's 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 kind of what's going on. Languages are sexist. That's right, Hudson Jackson. Languages are sexist. Languages are problematic and they have to be changed. And if you don't change them right now, that means that you are a racist and you stand for racism. Period. All right. So what up? You got a whole lot going on. Hold on. Do I have a video? Oh, I'm seeing a bunch of this word salad stuff. Check it out. Here's a PSA for you guys. If you ever find yourself in a situation like this, if you ever see this lady like this, let me put it on the screen if I can. Give me one second. If you ever see somebody like this coming at you, talking a bunch of uh, word salad, it's not going to fill you up. It's not going to be nutritious. So here's a um, random white lady in her uh, house doing some kind of Zoom call. And the caption says, for 12000 you heard that right, 
one, two, comma, zero, 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 twelve thousand U.S. dollars. You could take part in Kathy O'Bear's white accountability, anti-racist mentorship program. All right. Let me see if I can get some sound, see if we can hear it. I believe as whites, we have a critical role and an increasing role to work with other whites and show up having whites meet them where they are, but help them recognize the common dynamics that are happening in the organization, how it's hostile for people of color. And then our responsibility to notice the daily microaggressions, interrupt them, and then come together with other whites to do our work where my racist attitudes still fueling racist behaviors. Does it make any sense to you? I don't think it does. It didn't make sense to me. All I heard was a bunch of buzzwords. All I heard was buzzwords in that whole thing. I didn't hear anything that made any sense. She's talking about, uh, we got to do the work and uh, just things that you always hear from these people that never make any sense at all. <laughs> it's, it's just meant so you, you recognize some of the words, but you don't know what it means, but you think, well, she might be somebody. You know, she um, is uh, making this, she has this class, and I might need that. Is, is that a dude? Well, if it's a dude, then I won't be surprised. I'm, I'm never surprised anymore. Matter of fact, I saw something. I might want to show you guys. I can't show that, actually. But I got an email from a company. I won't say their name. And they, it's like a promo email. And at the top of the email, you got some really interesting looking, quote unquote, women. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm, I'm going to pull this up, but I'm going to try to, okay, let's, let's do it this way. Here we go. This, this is not the email. This is on their website. Now, do you see anything kind of interesting about these two people? Maybe it's just me, but I'm seeing looks kind of looks kind of suspicious. I'm just saying, you know, here, here's some Uncle ABL advice. Young men, if you out there, you dating, you know, check for signs that something might not be right. All I'm saying is that maybe, you know, it's the, the cheeks are a little bit too big. If you five foot 10, 175 pounds, and the person pulls up on you and they your size, but they got a little bit more girth, got them big shoulders looking like they can just, they look like they can go for the strongman competition right now and, and, and carry the big, huge boulders or the trees right there and they're on their shoulder blades. You might want to say that something ain't right. Something is just not right. Okay. So I found that in my email. I'm like, what is this? I don't want this. So it's a lot of that type of stuff going on, but we almost, we, we almost through the month. We're almost through it. I'm not sure what uh, July is. Well, Independence Day, hopefully we get to see more American flags and that'll just be what we see from now on. I'm not, I'm not trying to see some of these transformers on my timeline no more. Shout out to Optimus Prime. <laughs> Shout out to Optimus Prime. I don't want to see no more transformers, but yeah, I saw that in my email. I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. I'm kind of confused. But I'll move right along. Thank you all again for joining. I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. We got a whole lot going on. Um, so, yeah, Latinx, Latinx, that's not the wave. That's no bueno for me. 
that's just for me. I don't know about y'all, but for me, I'm just that way. All right. And um, so Derek Chauvin, let's get into it. I didn't forget about Derek Chauvin. We got to go dive into that rabbit hole. Um, so Derek Chauvin got 22 and a half years in a penitentiary for the death of George Floyd. He was found guilty on three counts. Um, one count of second degree murder, one count of second degree manslaughter, and one count of third degree murder. Now, what is the, um, what is the consensus from you guys that are out there listening to me right now? What's the consensus? Was it too much, too little? I'm reading the comments and I'm seeing all kind of answers. I'm saying that he didn't get enough time, that he did get enough time, that he shouldn't have gotten any time. It's all kind of answers. I think that he is only guilty of being negligent, but not, uh, he was not a murderer, just guilty of negligence. And the reason why he got such a large amount of time is because of the media firestorm, how it gripped the nation. I mean, this George Floyd thing went all around the world, all around the world. So, of course, it was going to be a situation where they, you know, threw him under the bus, threw him under the jail, and just had that be that. Because if they didn't do it, it was going to be a riot. It could have been a riot anyway if the 22 and a half wasn't enough. And there will still be some riots disguised as quote-unquote protests. But let's just say they he beat the case. Oh, man, if he, if he beat that case, oh, no, no. That would have been, it, it just, it would have caused so many problems. It's like, you know what? We got to give him the ultimate. And also the jury was tainted. And we all know the jury was tainted. They're talking about how, you know, oh, we're, we're, um, we're non-biased, all this and that, but that's not true. It can't be because everybody saw it. There's no way to really avoid it. It's not one of these small local cases where everything is just held, you know, straight close to the chest and nobody knows anything. Everybody saw the whole thing. If you live in the Minneapolis, you got whole shrines to this man. The crime rate has gone up. Defunded police is raging all over the place. It happened right during an election. Nobody can avoid knowing about this, especially if you're right there where it happened in Minneapolis. It's impossible. And then you had the guy the juror that went to DC for a rally talking about oil oh, was the MLK rally, but he had on the whole George Floyd t-shirt and he was on a podcast talking about it with the, with the same shirt on. He was on the podcast before he got picked up by the jury. And then when he got to the jury and they asked him, do you know anything about it? Have you been watching the news? Nope. He did a podcast about it, but his face on it. So it wasn't even no doubt. It wasn't like it was an audio only podcast. He was on YouTube talking about it before the whole thing, before he got to be on the jury. So the jury pools most certainly tainted. And the judge was like, this could be grounds for appeal because this guy said that he was somebody that he's not. He said he didn't really have knowledge of it, but of course he did because you went to D.C. You live in Minneapolis. How are you in D.C.? How'd you pay for that? Why'd you go there? You got on a George Floyd T-shirt at the rally. You just happened to have that shirt on just because that's not a message you're sending right there. And you have on the same shirt on a podcast talking about the whole situation. I mean, come on, stop playing. So, of course, he's going to be motivated to say guilty, guilty, guilty. And whatever it is, guilty. Not even worrying about what the evidence is. Not even worried about any of that. Guilty. All right. But anyway, I digress. So, 
the jury pool was tainted from the very beginning. There's no way that it wasn't. Now, as far as uh, what Chauvin did, I don't think the knee on the neck is what caused the death. That's just my opinion. People can think differently. Um, I saw the two autopsies. One autopsy said that the knee did not cause the death, and one did. Now, the one that did came from George Floyd's family. They hired a private pathologist, and he says that the knee caused the death from asphyxiation, cut off the airway to, you know, the lungs. But on both autopsies, the one from the family and the one from Hennepin County up there in Minnesota, they both said that he had drugs in the system, fentanyl in the system. Now, if you got fentanyl, I seen a video of an officer in like the police station trying to handle some of the drugs. I'm not sure what he was doing, you know, packing it for evidence or whatever. But he touched a little bit of the fentanyl, just touched it and passed out. So if you eat a bunch of it when you're about to get arrested because you don't want to get that, you don't want to get caught with that and go to jail for the fet. When you eat that right away, you could die from an overdose. I've seen that happen. I've seen people that I know in my family that have died that way from drugs and things of that nature. It happens. Now, if he was just to be another person that died from the opioid crisis, nobody would really know about it. But because Derek Chauvin was there and he did what he did with the knee, then everybody knows. And now you got a guy that's doing 22 years in the penitentiary, at least for right now, when he probably shouldn't be. The knee was department trained. I'm going to say that to the cows come home. People keep talking about, oh, we shouldn't have put the knee on his neck. Why would he do that? Nobody does that. Uh, other officers came and said that they don't train that, but they had a slide straight from the training manual that showed that exact maneuver. Matter of fact, can I find that right quick? Give me a second. Uh, I'm going to try to get that uh, slide to you guys right now. So if this was department trained, then I don't understand what the actual issue is. Hold on. Let me see if I can do this one here. No, I don't want to come up. But anyway, you guys have seen what I'm talking about, so you already know what it is. The knee on the neck was actually on their website for the police out there in Minneapolis. It was on their website. I saw it right when it happened. Because I'm like, okay, is this department train? What's going on? Yes, it was. It was right on their website. You could do the knee. And it was fine. And it's been done before and people didn't die. It's unfortunate that George Floyd died, but I don't think the knee is what caused it. Only, only thing you can say is that Derek Chauvin was not paying Floyd enough attention to see if he had any kind of distress going on. That's all you can say. Not because of the knee on the neck, but because he's being restrained and he was fading. That's all. Because the knee was department trained. And the drugs, in my humble opinion, is what actually did him in. And like I said, if he was just to die from an overdose right there on the street, nobody would really know about it. It happens every day. Every day. With black folks, too, people don't even know. They think that the opioid crisis is like, you know, white people, redneck, and all this and that. Yes, it is, but it also affects everybody. Everybody. It don't matter what your race is. Black folks, white folks. Puerto Rican candy stripe, everybody is affected by it. Go to San Francisco. You're going to see all colors. New York, all colors. Everybody. It's a shame. 
Well, like I said, if that was the only thing that was going on, the opioid crisis, nobody would care. But because Chauvin was there, you got the knee on the neck, and that's a problem. Now, 22 and a half years is too much because another officer in Minneapolis, same department, Mohammed Noor, back in 2017, shot and killed a white woman who called the police. She called the police. So she calls the police, and they arrive, and she goes to the car to talk to him. Now, she's talking to an officer on the driver's side. Mohammed Noor is in the passenger side, reaches over the officer, and shoots her through the window. So like, think about how crazy that is. You in the car, you in the passenger side, right? You over here. The officer's right here, and the lady's right there talking. So they have a conversation. They're talking to whatever. And then he gets his gun and goes like this, shoots. He he crosses his partner in the passion in the driver's side and shoots through the window. He got 12 years, 12 and a half years for that. So if you get 12 and a half years of doing something like that, and Chauvin gets 22, does that add up? Does that match up? Chauvin didn't shoot anybody. Chauvin didn't reach over a partner and just shoot somebody. He had a department train maneuver to restrain him and Floyd asked to be put on the ground. There's no comparison. If you get 12 and a half years for that, you shouldn't get 22 and a half years of doing what Derek Chauvin did. Derek Chauvin's issue was just the optics of how it looked and how it blew up on social media and the news media and all over the world. That's what happened. It's simple. All right. So it's unfortunate, but hey, you know, it is what it is. It, it really is. Yeah, his name was Mohammed Noor, a Somali who was in Minneapolis on the police department. I covered it when it happened. Her name was Justine. They said her last name was Diamond, but her fiance's last name was Diamond. I don't think her name had changed yet, if I'm not mistaken. Her maiden name is like, you know, one of these Polish type names with a bunch of R's and Z's in it. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. And I ain't trying to be funny. I'm just saying I don't know how to pronounce it. But the name that I knew was Justine Diamond. If you look up Mohammed Noor, M-O-H-A-M-E-D-N-O-O-R in Minneapolis. You'll see the story. Although Google, don't take my word for it. Look it up for yourself. It's right there. 12 and a half years. Shot over the um, his partner in driver's seat when he was in passenger seat. Shot her through the window. She dies. He gets 12 and a half years in the joint. Derek Chauvin, knee on the net, 22 and a half. But the appeal is going to come, and I think that ultimately he won't do that much time. He'll do some time in the joint, but not 22 and a half years. Not that much. I've seen people kill people with no remorse and not get 22 and a half in the joint. It's to the point now, like in New York City, where you can be a murder suspect and get out on bail. Like it's nothing. Matter of fact, with no bail, it lets you go. One guy was a murder suspect, got out with zero bail, and killed somebody that night when he got out. So there's all kind of things. It's like a, it's, it's justice depending upon a situation. You know, it, it should be about just trying to find the truth, trying to find justice. Not, well, I feel like this, this story was messed up. I'm going to seek justice just right now when that's it. That shouldn't be how it is. That, that shouldn't be how it goes at all. Okay, Cecilia Emirati says, Noor had very negative sexist attitudes toward regarding American women. I don't know anything about that, but maybe he did. Maybe he did. All right. 
But thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, go ahead and get the video with thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. But like I said, we may see in the pill, and we'll wait to see how that goes. That that's gonna be interesting to see, but we'll, we'll just, we gotta wait. We have to wait to see what's happening with that. Also, oh, I almost forgot about the woke general Mark Milley. Now, if you guys seen this person, Mark Milley, um, he is a U.S. Army general and also, um, what's that? The chair of the Joint Joint. joint He's the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I can't get it out. So he's a top-level guy in the military, right, and in the government. You know, he was at a hearing, and I think there was, it was a bunch of lawmakers, including Matt Gates. It might have been a coalition led by Matt Gates, and they're asking about critical race theory being taught in the military. How is the issue? Because you don't want to teach that in the U.S. military. You don't want to talk about all this racist stuff in the military, teaching that to your troops. So Mark Milley got offended that people would think that he's teaching critical race theory or that he wants to bring that into the military. So he says, look, critical race theory, no, but I do want to know about white rage. What is white rage, sir? He's saying that white rage was behind the Capitol attack. Really? Why does it got to be a racial thing? See, that right there is critical race theory. He doesn't even know that it's critical race theory because critical race theory, it'll tell you something like that, that certain races, it's, it's all about putting races in classes and trying to define the races. And the way they try to define whites is, is this angry, um, undeserving, and oppressive class. Um, murderous and, you know, like they want to paint him as that. And everyone else is a total angel. Nobody's perfect on planet Earth. I don't care if you're white, black, or whatever. Nobody's perfect. But they try to paint whites as the devil and everyone else as angels. So when he says white rage, he doesn't understand that he'll be put in that same category for being white. Not because he did anything. Not because he may do something. Not because of how he speaks, how he looks. It's because he's white. He doesn't understand that because it's part of critical race theory. His reaction to the whole thing is probably a good explanation why we don't need to have it. But he just may not see that. He may not really understand the whole situation very well. And this is why you don't want to have critical race theory in the military. But he's like, we need to study white rage because that's what caused a capital riot. That's what caused the whole capital situation. Although it didn't really. You had people there from all over the place. It was not just one group. You had normie Meemaws in there waving their American flags, drinking their Starbucks coffee or whatever, walking in the single file line. You had the police letting people in. They were at the door just waiting. They were let in by the police. That happened on camera. You had those that were out there violent. You had those that were just doing whatever. You had people that were on the left disguised as people on the right. You had leftists in there with MAGA hats on, Patriot shirts on, just doing whatever they want to do. It was a whole big mess of people that were there, some for the right reason, some for the wrong reason, and some just to, you know, stand up for the country. It was a little bit of everybody there. So how can that be watered down to white rage? It's because just a way to blame the white man for everything. Say, oh, the reason why the capital happened, that's because white people got angry. That's because it's white this, white that, white this, white that. That's what it's all about. 
this is exactly why we don't want to have critical race theory just be the norm and definitely not in the military. Matter of fact, there was an army commander. I forget his name. Um, but he came out and just said the elephant in the room. He said straight up that whites are to blame. <laughs> so he wasn't even really trying to beat around the bush or BPC. He said whites are the are to blame. And of course he was white. What he doesn't understand is that it doesn't matter how much he virtue signals. It doesn't matter how much he tries to cater to the other side or cater to his black brothers and sisters. At the end of it all, he's still going to be a normal white guy. So when they say, you know what, whites are the problem, whites this, whites that, and he gets put in some kind of camp, he can't get out, then it's going to be like, what happened? It was your word, sir. It was your word. But this is a problem. Racism, it doesn't matter if, it gets, if it's against blacks, whites, Puerto Ricans, candy stripes is bad. And I thought that we pretty much were on the same page with that, but I guess not. Not everyone. You guys are because you guys are perfect. But I thought that, you know, it, it was a thing that people really knew. I guess not. I, I guess not. You guys understand it, but a lot of people don't. Simple as that. Right? And um, what else was going to say? So, yeah, shout out to the woke general. Sir, this ain't really this 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 what you what you're trying to do right now is not really gonna work. People are saying, you know what, we want to do something else, we want to go a different direction. This woke stuff, it, it ain't the way. Definitely not in the military, not in K through 12 either, not in the country. And you're gonna see more and more and more stories like this because people didn't really know what it was. It's been around for quite a while, critical race theory, but now it's gotten to a fever pitch with all this stuff with the LGBT LGBT stuff going on plus all the woke stuff from george floyd and blm all of that happening at once you're going to blow this critical race thing out of the water and hopefully it stays that way it doesn't go back in the water hopefully it does no go hopefully it does not go back and resurface later as something else a lot of these people on tiktok a lot of these woke educators and whatnot they'll say well i don't teach critical race theory i teach um, the real American history. They'll try to disguise what they're doing as something else other than what it is. So you got to be real careful with these school teachers. You know, they'll be in their class putting on the whole um, uh, Roots miniseries from the, the original one with uh, James Earl Jones and uh, uh, what's one of his name? LeVar Burton. They put that whole thing on and watch you watch that, which was the worst piece of fiction I've ever seen in my life. Roots is not only fiction, but it's plagiarized fiction. The worst. People refer to that as like a documentary. Obviously, it's not. How are you going to have a slavery documentary? Like, was there any kind of cameras back then? Any kind of studio sets back then to capture slavery and put that on television? No, it wasn't. But people still refer to that as like a documentary. It was not. It's, it's plagiarized. It's a Hollywood production with rich, well-to-do actors and actresses in it. That's what it was. Nothing more, nothing less. All right. <laughs> Somebody said European bloodlust. I mean, hey, if the Europeans are, uh, if they, if they bloodlust, then everyone else does as well. I mean, I was talking about the Mayans and the Aztecs, and the Mayan and the Mayans and the Aztecs are powerful warriors. Who were they fighting? It wasn't a white man. Who were they fighting? You tell me. Okay, Africa the same way. You got all these mighty warriors, spears, and all. Who were they fighting? 
and Japanese, raping and king, all of that. Come on. Everybody fights. Everybody has their imperfections. So to focus on the white man, I feel like it's just like an inferiority complex because the white man is easy to blame if you're not where you want to be in life or you've some, some kind of insecurity internally. You can blame the white man and feel better about yourself. But really what you do when you do something like that, when, when you blame the white man to feel good about yourself, you put yourself down. It's like you're beating yourself up to feel better. It's weird. People do that, though. But I don't like beating myself up to feel better. That's not, to me, that's not very logical. So I don't engage in that kind of behavior. So I don't, I'm not a racist person. And I have a pretty fulfilled life as a result of not being soft and looking at everybody and looking at anyone that's superior to me. That's just kind of how it is. But if anybody got an issue, uh, call the number in a little bit. We'll get to it. All right, I got super chats on that. I'm going to read those, and then I'm going to get to the calls. You guys on the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Give me a little bit, and then we're going to get straight into the calls. So let me go to the supers, and we're going to go ahead and get rocking and rolling. Today is June 26th. I got a few of these here. Um. <laughs> Shout out to Pete Sangria, who says, miss me with that Latinx crap. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Apple, who says, New York City Mayor de Blasio makes George Floyd statue white. Yeah, I saw that. That's funny. It, it was funny how people said that the statue or the, the big head, the bust or whatever of George Floyd was defaced with black paint. But wasn't he black? Why is the statue white? It's weird. How can you just how can you deface a statue with black paint when the person was black and the statue was white? Anyway, that's Justin the second says demo brats are now saying protesting against CRT is due to white rage. So am I so I am joining the black chorus against CRT and see how they respond to that. Yeah, exactly. How how is that gonna work? Is it gonna be black rage then? Or are are they gonna say that we're honorary whites? Is that what it is that gonna how be how they, they they do it. If they say we're honorary whites, then why talk about it at all? Like as far as far as being white rage, because isn't that only just to white people? So are we going to assign genetic things to people how they act and why they act that way? Is that going to be a two way street or no? Nah? But I digress. Uh, Apple says opinion on woke admirals and generals, Millie, NPC. Oh, NFAC militant, shout out Florida cop. Um, I, I spoke about General Milley, and I did see about NFAC. Now you guys remember NFAC, the Not Effing Around Coalition, who had like two accidental discharges. When they were marching, I think one time it was in Georgia, and then they were also in Texas. I forget where they were. Anyway, they were marching, a bunch of black folks, and they had two separate incidents of accidental discharge of their weapon because they'd be out there marching with their weapons, long guns, handguns, or whatever, two times and shot off accidentally. Now, the most recent story from them is that a guy got arrested on their property. Let me see if I can find the actual... Here we go. So let's put it on the screen. Give me one second, and let's go to it. Here we go. So here's a guy right here. Same picture is just one is when it's like a before picture, maybe a selfie or something like that from his Facebook. And then there's a booking photo. 
And the caption says, the shooter of a Daytona Beach police officer was captured early Saturday morning, hiding in a treehouse on property owned by the Black Nationalist Paramilitary Group known as NFAC, the Joint, to- the joint Task Force Compromise of comp- Comprised of FBI, U.S. Marshals, and Homeland Security. So, the question is this. Were they harboring the fugitive? Like, did they tell, okay, you you can just come stay with us. They ain't going to find you. Was he already there? Is that where he lived? Like, what's going on with that? I'd like to know. It seems like they're probably harboring the fugitive and let him stay there while he was on the run. That's what I'm thinking about. So, you got some serious problems. But is that going to be looked into as some type of, you know, black nationalist, a black supremacist group, or is it just going to be kind of like just throwing away, won't really be a big story on the media? Thank you for the tea. Appreciate it. So we'll see how that goes. Matter of fact, let's look at the story. All right, hold on. So black nationalist terror group hit the Tony Beach officer shooter in the treehouse. So his name was Otho Wallace, 30, 29 years old, was wanted for the Wednesday night shooting of a Daytona Beach police officer, Jason Rayner, on Wednesday night. As of Saturday morning, Officer Rayner was showing signs of improvement after undergoing emergency surgery. But that's a long way to go, according to the Daytona Beach police chief. Four Daytona police officers were present during the early morning capture of Wallace and used Officer Rayner's handcuffs to arrest Wallace. Ah, I like that. Nice touch. Great job, uh, Daytona Beach police. Police say Wallace was found with several guns, flashbangs, ammo, and ballistic vests during his capture. During her early morning press briefing Saturday, some fish was told Wallace did make a statement after his arrest saying, you guys know who I am. You know I'm capable of. It could have been a lot worse. So that's what the guy said when he got arrested. Y'all know me. It could have been worse. So yeah, he's going to be thrown up under the penitentiary. It's Florida. Oh, yeah. Them boots going to get smoked like a, like a Christmas morning ham. Now, if he was in New York City or California, he might just go back out on the street. But in Florida, oh, no, it's a wrap for you, sir. It is a done deal. All right. So let's go back here to the Supers. Um, <laughs> I can't read the one from Nee. That that was a good um, Super Chat, but I can't read that one. Uh, let me see. Where am I at? Um, Zane says, Anthony, will you be coming to London to give a talk? YouTube, you have a lot of fans here. Oh, thank you. I might need to do that. That'd be great to go across the water, go to London for sure. Apple says, Sharon Stone dissed Meryl Street. Sharon's red pilled. I've not seen that. I need to look into it to see exactly what she said. George Floyd says, ESPN is not woke. Stop playing, my guy. <laughs> Anybody says, my guy, I, I get, you know, antenna rises up. But anyway. Apple says MAGA men being persecuted in prison for one six riot. Also FBI solved Chris signs death yet. FBI corrupt. Leo Mazina says Joe Biden is the whisperer. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the whispering from Joe Biden too much. Matter of fact, can I, I don't honestly, I got a, I got a clip. Can I play it? We'll see if I can play it. Nah. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me see if I can play it. All right. Let's 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 go ahead and put it on the screen. Hey, how you doing, little mama? Let me whisper in your ear. Tell you something that you might 
Yeah, it's like Biden. Why are you whispering, man? You're whispering in the microphone. When you whisper, you don't want me to hear, but you're doing it in the microphone so I can hear. It, it just makes no sense. But anyway, move on. Yeah, anytime I hear my guy, anytime I hear that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I feel like, I feel like something's wrong with you. But anyway, I move on. Let me see. Um, all right, Eric Burns Marsh says you would say basketball should drop Kevin Love to add Sean King. <laughs> In '92, Leitner had the advantage over Shaq since he could play all three forward positions. Exactly, exactly, one hundred percent. Um, Apple says, opinion on Euro 2020 soccer championship, your team. I don't know anything about, uh, soccer or football. As they say overseas, I have no idea. Uh, Michael, thank you for the donation. <laughs> I'm not, not sure what that is. That, um, that emoji. Thank you to double J Valente who said, did you see that Paul Joseph Watson video on SJW who got murdered in Chicago? Do you feel offended when people like this patronize to you? I, I did see that. And that was terrible. Now, the story, I forgot. You guys know, or you may know what the story is. Um, there was, I need, to, I need to look it up right now, because if I don't look it up right now, um, it's going to bother me for a while. But something, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the story right now, because we kind of offered me to look it up right now. But the story was something like this. She was going out there. She might be from some some other country or something or some other part of the United States. But she went to Chicago to try and talk to the game members, trying to build a bridge, something like that. She was trying to be super woke out there with the in, in Chicago, right? Trying to feel like, oh, they're just they're just underserved and their voices aren't heard. And she got murdered. It's it's it was super sad. I ain't even trying to make a joke about it. It was real sad, but it's like, we, we trying to tell you, don't do that, man. Like, listen to what we're saying. We from these environments. You see, we come from these kind of environments. And the first thing we do is leave. Nobody wants to be in the hood or you can't come to the hood. Who wants to be in the hood? Nobody wants to be there. Everybody leaves. I might even do a video about that. I might even do about that. Um, hold on. Let me find the, um, I got to find this video right quick because I need to do a, a reaction or something. Okay. Let me see. So the name of his video was called a tragedy of utopian thinking. Okay. Matter of fact, here we go. Here's a, here's a video. Big up Paul Joseph Watson for the news clip right on time, sir. Let's get to it right quick. And then we'll get to some more. Not Kimchi was studying at the Department of Criminology and Criminal Justice here at UMD. Back in 2018, she published an investigation about racial and ethnic disparities as part of her studies. While visiting Chicago over the weekend, Kimchi was viciously stabbed in the back and neck after she was ambushed by a homeless man who jumped out of the bushes. Following the insistence of the pointer fact-checking group that local news stations should... Okay, local news reporters have amplified narratives that um, that connect black and brown communities to crime. As a result, we have fostered systemic racism through our crime coverage. 
reduce coverage of crime and stop connecting it with quote black and brown banner and a blue tank top. So a passionate activist who railed against the justice system discriminating against black criminal suspects was killed by a black criminal suspect. Now again, this is a horrific crime. It's terrible. It's really terrible. Crime scene is in a relatively secluded area, apparently not the sort of place you'd find a lot of pedestrians. You see some people who are like yelling, people with mental issues, like mm. having a bad time. A little surprised. I kind of avoid this area because it can get a little weird. It's a pretty obscure <laughs> route, really leads to uh, the freeway and the underpass. So it's not, uh, you know. Now, this, this, this is the police chief. If it looks familiar, he's also the police chief that was in Dallas when they had the shooting. Remember the um the BLM guy that shot like four or five cops? It's the same guy. So he he left, he retired from Dallas, went to Chicago to become their police chief. Just jumps out at you. What what direction? Where was she going? Where was she coming from? So as you can see, this area is pretty secluded. Going down this ramp, it's not a well. So she was in this area where it was like a bunch of like a like a homeless encampment or something like that, some crackheads or whatever. And dude jumped out on her and stabbed her, killed her. It was crazy. But this is why we avoid those areas. This is why we don't go over places like that. And if you're going to go there, somebody said it, stay strapped, protect yourself. You know, this is why we have guns. This is why people, this is why we do things like this. People that have never really been around that kind of environment simply don't know. They don't know. So they go and say things like, oh, well, justice system is racist, all this and that. The coverage is racist. And then... You see, the, and, the, and the problem, the messed up part is that, for real, for real, you don't know the half of what goes on in these areas. You don't see all the stories. A lot of things that happen do not make the news. So, when a thing like this happens, the person that's caught off guard, they think they're safe. They think it's just this racist thing. They don't understand what kind of danger they're really in until it's too late. Like I said before, a lot of people that believe in all this communist stuff and trying to be woke, they won't believe that this stuff does not work until that military boot crashes their, their dome piece. Shout out to Yuri Bezmanov for telling us that. They don't get it until it's too late. We're trying to warn them. We try to tell them. And I, I just hope people wake up and don't become like this young lady because that's a tragedy. Pure tragedy. All right. I'll move on to the next super here. Um, let me see. Uh, TM, TSM space said people really want to be entitled based on their personality. I think they should make a special bathroom just for likes pizza. <laughs> uh, thank you to Ian Kenny who says funny how these Marxists preach about socialism while simultaneously capitalizing on racism. The hypocrisy is real. Oh yeah. 100%. Thank you to Apu Bakar all puff daddy who says Tony Temple's cop killers got zero time family, no money. Well, the, the, the people that were involved with his death, the officers that were like, he wasn't a cop killer, but I understand what you meant. Um, let me see. TSM space says, if you take a person into the hold sober, then put them into the hole on the same drugs, they will definitely feel a lot more at risk on drugs. Exactly. If you're on drugs, your breathing's compromised. You smoke a cigarettes, you own all types of drugs. Your breathing ain't going to be right. And he already had issues with his his organs, his body, and everything else. It was just a bad situation. Speaking about George Floyd, that is, of course. Uh, thank you to Noel Garcia, who says, got my USA special edition hat just in time for a Sarasota, Florida rally on July 3rd. Thanks, ABL. Hey, I, I'm, I'm glad you like it. Thank you for 
getting your hat. I really appreciate you. Shout out to Hutchinson Jackson the second who says it's Justine Dime- Damon. She changed her name from Rushik, and I'm sorry, I know I butchered that. It's not my fault. Pronounced Rushik, okay. To her fiance's last name before the planned wedding. Got you. Thank you to Eric Burns Marsh who says General Milli Vanilli <laughs> needs to track Russian and Chinese military maneuvers, not white rage. Exactly. Thank you. Keep your eyes on the prize, sir. Don't get distracted by this woke nonsense. Thank you to Datslav at Man Carey who says, never forget, Iran created the coronavirus to frame China and funded CRT and the BLM riots via Soros. Well, hey, I don't know nothing about that, but you're saying it. I'm just reading the super chat. Thank you to WJ Valente who says, have you seen the movie Karen trailer? Do you think it will stop Karens from being Karens? I saw that trailer. Can I play that right here? Hold on, can I? I'm gonna see if I can. I should be able to. That that trailer was awful. Let's let's watch it. I think I'm live streaming, so I should be straight. Hey, you know what? Hold on. It's a BET movie. That's hilarious. Okay, so let's let's watch it together. If you've not seen it, get ready to cringe. I've I've warned you in advance. It, it ain't nothing weird, but it's just cringy. That's all. Guess this is a long way from East Point. Baby, you just gotta give it a chance. So East Point, if you don't know, that's like a neighborhood in uh like Atlanta. Well, it's a city in Atlanta, but it's a neighborhood too. Uh kind of ghetto out there. You know, when I fly from Atlanta, Hartsfield, Jackson, I park right there in East Point. And as soon as I get off of the little trolley and I get to the gate to let me out, I'm on. I-75, 85, whatever that is, north. Immediately, I'm out. I'm not stopping at no gas stations. I'm not doing nothing until I get to, like, Adairsville or, like, Calhoun, somewhere far away. But I digress. Tell me about your new neighbors. They're black. (laughs) Do you mind keeping it down? If you don't comply, I'll tell the manager. Somebody's taking home security serious. Hi. I am Karen Drexler. I'm your neighbor. You need to be taking your trash cans off the curb right when the trash is picked up. Is she nice? Yeah, she's nice. Wait a minute, we have a white entitled neighbor named Karen. Karen, hey, enjoy yourself. There she is slaving away in the kitchen. This kind of, it's like a little comedy really to me at first. It's like kind of a parody, like one of these YouTube skits. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting right now, but I'll continue. Come across some very suspecting teenagers. Suspecting? Can you please hurry up? Please, it's, they're very, very aggressive. Yep. I left my wallet with my ID at home. Leave us alone. We didn't do anything. How the heck did you end up moving to this neighborhood? Next thing you know, we have criminals. You take care of him, and I will take care of her. Would you mind stepping out of the car? My office has uncovered some disturbing information on her. And her brother. She doesn't like black people. We have a search warrant. Well, I'm black. I know, she doesn't like you either. I want to sell the house. What'd I do? You can't tell me, huh? We are living next door to a racist. You went in her house? You wouldn't want your wife to know our little secret, right? There's not standard police procedure back there. What do we have here? We got a hammer. Everything looks like nails. 
You people are very angry. Shut your mouth, boy. Bad things happen to people that don't comply. So it's like it's supposed to be, supposed to be like a horror movie or something. I'm not really convinced it's going to be a good film at all. And you see the ratio. The ratio was off the chain. You have 8,000 likes and 41,000 dislikes with about 839,000 views. 41,000 dislikes, 8,000 likes. Okay. Uh, somebody said it right there. I'm reading. I'm just reading random comments. I, I just went to it just now. Um, this user, Jax Blade, verified says, looks like one of those college humor SNL parody sketches. I'm embarrassed to be alive. <laughs> Wait, I'm black. Good, great job, writers. You know, if you don't watch the movie, you ain't black. It's all kind of just comments saying how trash it is. That was cringy. So are you, are you going to go watch that? Is that going to be top of your list to go out and get that, uh, watch that movie? I mean, if you're going to do a movie like that, let it be good. Don't have this, you know, YouTube skit, C-level, E-level acting crap wrapped up in some type of big budget movie. If they spent more than $1,000 on that movie, I'd be surprised. That movie could have been shot on an iPhone, for real, for real. But I, I, I digress. All right, I got a few more. And thank you for that, WJ Valente. Thank you for that super chat so I got to watch that cringe. If you cringe, it's not my fault, blame the white man. Um, thank you to Little Flame for a donation. Uh, shout out to DM who says, ABO ever seen been a victim of white supremacy? Never. Never, never. That's, it's not... It's not a real thing, in my opinion. I think people that believe in white supremacy believe. I think people that think white supremacy is real believe in it. It's like the boogeyman or Santa Claus. If you think it's real, then it's real in your mind, but it's not real. It's just, it's, it's a mental condition, in my humble opinion. Oh, yeah, the, the soap dispenser, that was hilarious, Horse said. The soap dispenser with the little Confederate flag. It's like, who would... Who would make that? Why would you have that in your house? Like a soap dispenser? So you got this little kind of like Bed Bath & Beyond HGTV thing with a Confederate. That's so dumb. Like if anybody was having a Confederate flag, would they put that on a soap? It, it was weird. Thank you to Brett who says, ABO, how should I handle my liberal family members bringing up politics for the July festivities next weekend? Don't don't do it. Don't fall for debate. Because I'm gonna tell you, I was on a family reunion Zoom call, right? And shout out to my family. I love y'all family. If you're watching, I love you guys. But if you're watching this, you know what you did. And I didn't fall for debate. Love you, cousin, but I didn't let you do it. So my cousin, no names, he brings up politics. He brings up Trump. And I don't say a word. He's baiting me, right? Because he knows who I am. He knows what I he knows what I do. He's baiting me. I don't say a word. I'm just like, I don't say nothing. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into it. Either I'm not gonna say nothing or I'm gonna change the subject. Cause I don't want to have this debate. And really, I have a policy. I don't debate regular normies in the street un, if it's not warranted. And I do not talk politics with family members at all. I I, I used to do it back in the day. I regret it. I don't do it. It's like, all right, cuz we on the same page. We're family members. Everything's great. I don't want to fight right here at the cookout. 
over the sweet potato pie and stuff like that. I don't want to do it. So let's just not. Let's just not. I refuse. If they ask me a question, I'd be like, I don't know anything about that. I don't know. I don't know. I, that's, I, I love that one. I don't know. I, and I move on. Because I'm not going to do it. I feel like just having a good time at this particular event is worth me just biting my tongue for a little while. All right. And thank you to Little Flame who says, love your content. Keep up the great updates and information. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to Damian Ramey who says, what you're doing is great, ABL. Better than any network. Thank you. I appreciate it, Damian. Thank you to Bald Brett who says, hi, Anthony. I'm not sure if you remember me, but I caught a few weeks ago. I host the Bald, Black, the Bald Brad Show. Just wanted to show my support for you. Keep up the great work and God bless Brad. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. And shout out to Horsehead who says she's the hustle and flow um, girl. I can't say what you said. So was that the girl from Hustle and Flow? The the um the uh the, the pregnant um girl that was with the the the, the, the pimp? Was that her? I had no idea. That's hilarious. You get in some real like bottom of the barrel type roles. You, you playing um, a Karen in this E-list movie. And then you were like some, you know, like you were one way from, you were one, I think, direction away from being a straight meth smoker on Hustle and Flow. You understand? All right. And also, one more super chat. Thank you to JM who says, Oh, we got a few here, actually. JM says, Don Lemon stole Karen's cookie jar. Salt must flow. And I saw what Don Lemon had. That was funny. And Matthew Phillips says, I think the writer, the writer of Karen is taking you at your word, ABO. The movie is literally blaming the white man. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we got super, chat, we got super chats done. Let's get to the calls. You guys know what the drill is. The number to call is 434-658. One two two zero again four three four six five eight one two two zero. Yeah, I don't I don't do any I don't care about any um politics with family members. I refuse. They they try to bait me all the time. I'll be on the phone having a conversation, and it'll shift, and I pump the brakes. <laughs> I know I was on the phone one time with my cousin, same cousin, and then my dad joined the conversation. And once my cousin shifted the politics, my dad was like, hey, um, I'm going to go ahead and go. Y'all, y'all be good. <laughs> I was like, see, that's I, I got it from him. So I, I do the same thing. I don't even do it. All right. But the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. If you're having a hard time getting on, just keep trying. And if it's hanging up on you and stuff like that, just just keep on doing it. Um. If you call in, please have the sound off in the background because I can't hear it. If I can hear it, then so can everyone else in the crowd. And I don't want to hear your kids in the background getting beat or your um, your MMA fight in the background. I just want to hear your voice. All right. So, again, the number to call 434-658-1220. Also, there's an email for Skype in the description box below. Check it out. All right. We got sound here. 240, you know, line who am I speaking to? Uh oh. I guess 240 didn't, didn't pick up. Why do you know the line I'm speaking to? 717. Hey, it's Big Mo ABL once again. How you doing tonight? Everything's right about yourself. 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's great to hear from you, man. Hey, uh, I got a question. Uh, I'm probably going to trigger a lot of people with this question. I'm probably going to trigger you. What is your thoughts on Sean King? <laughs> um, white man trying to be white, white man pretending to be black, white man with a mental condition. <laughs> you got you got that right because um i don't know if you heard about this the george floyd statues you you said that they were the face in new york they're actually default the um vandalized uh where's the other place that they have it at again um there's new york and somewhere else where they have the george floyd statue the one where he's sitting down oh you're talking where about newark place? no no go ahead New York, New Jersey? I, I, for, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there. So it's like he wants justice for those statues being the face. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you're just Sean King Grifter. And, you know, I heard stories about him. You know, supposedly he raised over, I think it's $1,200. I don't know if he, you could correct me if I'm wrong, like $1,200 for Samira Rice. If, if I'm, I hope I'm getting everything correct, but you could tell he's that type of guy that's a grifter and he's basically someone who is some, someone that he is like white supremacy. He's a white supremacist and he's trying to preach against that. He is who he preaches against. People like that make me sick. And that's the thing about these SJWs. They kind of back themselves up in the corner People like Chelsea Handler, don't even get me started on her, you know, saying that, what was it, last year to or the year before to 50 Cent, you're black and you're not allowed to vote for Donald Trump. These SJWs, man, they think that they're entitled to tell people what to do, and they are who they preach against. And you probably noticed that, ABL. You probably noticed that a lot. I bet everybody in the chat probably noticed that. I just... I just don't understand what, what's the problem with these SJWs. They just pat themselves on the back, but they also feel as if they're entitled to tell us normies how to live our lives, whether we're Hispanic or black or whatnot. Yeah, it, it's crazy how they do. You know, but at the same time, they talk about how racist we all are on our side. It's like, well, you know, just go by a mirror, look in there, and then you'll see where the racist is. Yeah, precisely. That is precisely what it is. And Sean King is 100% racist. I know that for sure. And um, I got to see the video because you did a video with Officer Tatum talking about him. I didn't get to see the full thing, but I want to see the full thing. And like, oh, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember that video. I think that was like last year. We had we did a live stream talking about him. Yeah, because I mean, the thing yeah. about it is to me. And a lot of us, we're kind of surprised that people thought that he was a black person. It's like, you don't see this white man right in front of you? I was like, because even <laughs> when I was still on the left, I would I would see him. And I was like, oh, okay, you got a white ally. You know, just like one of these white guys wants to help black folks. And then I was hearing more. It's like, nah, we, we think he's black. It's like, really? Him? I mean, come on. Like, th this whole thing has just been a mess. Yeah, he, he is one big mess. He's mentally deranged. He's talking about, you know, taking out statues of Jesus, that, that that really irked me the wrong way. And he's the type of person, like, when he made that tweet about Jesus hiding in Egypt, that was true, but do you know everything else what Jesus said? He, he said, love one another as he has loved us, all that good stuff. 
you know, show respect to one another, do unto others that they would do unto us. So he's, he's one of those things where he definitely picks and chooses battles. And I'm kind of getting tired of him. I just, I just wish he would just, you know, go into a little island, be like a hermit, and just leave us normies alone. You know what I mean? Right on, but man. unfortunately, it can't work that way. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Hey, appreciate you. Have a great one. Same to you. All right, shout out to the caller. We'll get to some more here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. All right, let's go 843. Uh-oh, I was a little too slow to the trigger on that one. Okay, there we go. 843, you know who I'm speaking to? Hey, my name is Cole. All right, man, what's going on? Hey, um, so honestly, big fan, long-time listener. Um, I think you're probably one of the best podcasters out right now. Um, I come from a very different environment and situation. I grew up in the South. I'm from South Carolina. Um, I grew up in Columbia. The odd situation for me is that I grew up as a minority white boy. Kind of sounds weird, but my whole neighborhood was black. So all the way until 17 years old, that's everything that I ever knew. Um, obviously got called the normal names, you know, Slim Shady, you know, the, the white chocolate, things like that. You know, those things growing up, those things were uh, signs of affection, if they were. And then um, made a lot of mistakes throughout the years, got in a lot of certain trouble. And then at the end of it all, came out of it. And again, I'm a recovering Democrat slash possible liberal. Um, but now it's not the same anymore. Um, I own my responsibilities. I accept the responsibility for what I did. Um, started educating myself, reading books, things like that. Um, you know, and now I'm, I'm in a weird position where I live in society. And mind you, I grew up in South Carolina with a 33% black population. One out of three people doesn't look like me. So it's hard for me to live in a society or accept a society that thinks that you can run around, you know, and these environments and think that, that, you know, whites are superior, someone else is superior where, where I grew up that, you know, no one looked like me and I'd loved everyone and everyone loved me for who I was because I understood our environment. I came from the same place they did. I struggled to get where I am now. I worked hard to get where I am now. I bought my own house. I have my own cars. And you're talking to someone who's been in prison before. And I'm not ashamed to admit it because those are my faults. But at the end of the day, it's people like Sean White who discuss me and I have no representation in any capacity whatsoever for the black community in any capacity. But here we are in a society now where I'm not acceptable. Not for the fact that I didn't come from where I came from. It's just that initially you see my white skin and it's a problem. And I'd, I'd like to get your advice or at least see what your opinion would be, you know, where we are now in society. Just what's the future for some? I'm not the only one like me. So what is the future for society for people like me? There's no such thing as unacceptance. I love everyone. I didn't know any, any other way most of my life. And now it's, you know, it's a reverse racism that I'm having to live through. And I, I don't want, I don't judge anyone for it. I get where a lot of people come from. I get that as humans, we need to be more accepting of certain things, but in the, at the end of the day, law and order has to be law and order. An organized society with morals 
has to be implemented. This is how we go further. Otherwise, we have a society of destruction, and that's where we are right now. Morality went out the window, and we are a destructive society. So I was just curious if, you know, you had a possible opinion for people like me. Well, I think that most people think like you. I think what's happening is that you got the minority of people that are pushing society in one direction. But I think the the majority are like us, even though not everyone's on the same page with us politically. I think the majority still agree with us. So I, I believe that this is going to be a constant back and forth. It won't just be, we just lay down and just take whatever's going to happen. It's going to be a constant back and forth. And I think eventually we're going to be the ones that win, but it's not going to be easy. This ain't going to be just like, we could just kind of rest on our laurels. It's going to, have to be an ongoing battle, an ongoing fight. So I would just say, but have faith and stay stay in it. I'm listening. Yeah, but go ahead. I mean, I was I say just have faith and stay in it. I mean, and see, that's 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 the neighborhood, that's the community I grew up in. See, the black community in the south is nowhere near anything the black community is out west or up north. We have, you know, there's a very big family structure in the south when it comes to the black community. Church is very important. Christianity is very important to the black community. And that's the same community that I grew up in. I got my neighborhood news from a barbershop. I went to an all-black barbershop growing up in my life. And even now, I still go to an all-black barbershop, even though I don't live in the same city that I grew up in. And for me, that those are the people that I connect with. I don't, it, you can't change me now from what I've already become. My love for my community, which happens to be the black community, even though I'm an Irish white boy and it's very obvious, that's not how I grew up. I don't know another way. And so, you know, but these are the moralities that we have in the South, including the black community. And the, the, honestly, the moral compass, in my opinion, in the South right now is the black community. The white community, especially the liberals, have gone off in such a crazy direction that it's unrecognizable that we live in the United States and we live in China. You know, what are these ideas? What are these? Again, the nuclear family is important in the South, whereas the rest of the country says ignore it. The government will help you out. It's okay. You just take our cue and do what we say, and we'll make sure you get through, which is unacceptable in any, in any capacity. I mean, a capitalistic environment means that we all have a chance to become something greater, and yet we waste it. We throw it away. We'd rather call someone racist because we disagree with them and then, and then actually listen to what they have to say and grow and prosper from it. And, and, and I can't wrap my head around coming from where I come from that I am unacceptable in this society now. And I don't understand where my place is because it always used to be where I, where well, I grew I, up. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, though. From. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. There's still communities that feel the same way you feel all over the country. I mean, like where I, like where I live right now, everybody's cool, everybody's nice, everybody's pretty much on the same page. A lot of it depends on, it depends on where you live in the country. You have a movement of people that are trying to transform the whole nation into something else, into something different, into something weird, but not everybody's buying into it. There's still a lot of places all over the nation where everybody's moving to that are not quite that way. So I just say, you know, just just try to find those that got on the same page with you and connect with them. I, I don't think that the I don't think I don't think, think we've fallen just yet. I think that there's still quite a bit of life left in us, and we got to fight for what we have left and then gain more. So we don't become overcome with all this nonsense. And that, that'll just be the norm. You can't escape it. So thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. No problem. Yeah. I feel what he's saying. You know, it, it, it feels like there's no more place. People like him, 
but it's communities all over the nation. Like like I said, where I live, everybody's on the same page. We we are right here. It's all good. But you go to certain places, it's not quite that same way. If I go to San Francisco right now, it ain't going to be the same way. If I go to New York City right now, it might not be the same way. But here, all over this area, it's plenty of places, like, as far as I can see. We just got to know where you at, really. Yeah, and, and just be yourself. Don't don't try to fit into any little group. Just be who you are, and you'll be able to be where you're supposed to be. That's kind of how I feel. All right. 407, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Taj um, from Orlando. All right. I got a little bit of feedback in the background. I'm oh, sorry. I was, I was watching the feed. All right. Yeah, so this is Taj from Orlando. From Orlando. All right. What's happening? Hey, yeah. Um, I was just calling to see if I can join the show. I don't know if you already had your callers chosen for the night or anything like that. You're live right now. You live on the air right, right now. now? Yes. I'm on the wait. Okay, you don't sound like ABL, so I was like, "What?" Uh, this, this is me. This is ABL. I promise. This is me. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Cool. Hey, yeah. Um, I had like two questions. All right. The first one is for things like CRT. Right. If not teaching CRT in schools, then do you feel like we should teach things like slavery in schools, things like civil rights in schools, um, things like yeah, just even like as recent as like the '80s in school, just like as far as like racial dynamics go, like do you think that's like a healthy thing to teach kids? Well, teach about I don't history. mean like kindergartners, but I mean like middle school, high school, and up. Well, teach history, teach teach things that actually happened, things that you can't, you know, refute. You can't refute history. Like okay, if the atom bomb got dropped, the atom bomb got dropped. Talk about that. If slavery happened, talk about slavery happening. Talk about actual history. But see, with critical race theory keyword theory mm-hmm. they're talking about things that don't really exist it's an opinion whether white supremacy actually exists it's an opinion whether whites control everything in the country and in order for a black person to make it they have to go through the white man these are opinions these are just it's, it's philosophical it's not educational it's not historical talk about things that actually happened in a real way and, you know, don't let it be on a partisan, you know, left, right thing. Let's talk about it plain as it happened at the appropriate time, of course. Not like when a kid is five years old. I mean, if a kid's five years old, how are they going to understand yeah, I don't slavery? Know if that's appropriate for five-year-olds. It, right, right. So teach it when it's appropriate, but don't bring in things that are just opinion and, you know, kind of philosophical to push a political agenda and how someone thinks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, the reason why I was like kind of like a big um, fan of, really thought that was just things like slavery and civil rights and, and just, just like a, just things like things that happened during like the GI Bill and everything. Um, and I, I think we're seeing eye to eye, but we're just like calling it different things. So that's completely fine. As long as we're still teaching kids about things like slavery um, and just the civil rights era and stuff, I feel like that's completely fine. Yeah. I, I think you agree with me on that one. Yeah, like talk talk about things that actually happened. History. You can't you can't deny slavery happened. Talk about it in a real way. Don't don't try to don't try to put a spin on it left or right. Just talk about it plainly, in in a historically accurate fashion. I, if you if you say that, then I'm cool. We on the same page. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Stop saying I said the word like too much. All right, second question, man. Final question. All right, would you? 
speed down to go on a boxing match with Sean King. <laughs> um, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not really into like the celebrity deathmatch type stuff from back in the day. Remember that? I don't know if you know. Oh, not deathmatch, man. Like, don't <laughs> hit him too hard. No, no, no. But I mean, I might, I might be a little bit older than you, but like back in the day, there was this, um, this uh, claymation TV show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, a, that's I'm a not... throwback, man. I barely, I was like five <laughs> when I came. My mom, my mom never let me watch that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that. That's not really my wave. But somebody else can do it. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time. Um, have a great SU night. Um, and I'll connect soon. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Have a good. Yeah, I'm not into the you know celebrity deathmatch and. Some of this stuff, like um, seeing Lamar Odom beat up on, who was that? Aaron Carter. I was that was crazy. Aaron Carter was like trying to escape from a monster in the ring. It was it was nuts. That was super cringy. I don't want to do nothing like that. But somebody else can for sure. I I pay to see it, but I'm not really going to be in the ring like that. All right. Let me see. Let's go. Six five vote. You're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's going on, Anthony, man? This is Doja Funk. I'll be in the chat sometimes. I'm a, I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener, and I'm a big fan. And I uh, just want to say I really appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, just one thing is, uh, man, I'm out here in the San Francisco Bay Area, a.k.a. California, behind M- enemy lines. And, um, yeah, man, beyond the whole homeless situation, man, they got this thing going on right now where if you – don't get the vax, you're going to lose your job for the city. So, like, man, I'm really messed up on this right now, you know, because I don't want the vax. And, like, you're kind of forcing my hand, you know. So, I don't know, I'm a little worried because I'm not going to get it. I'll quit if I need to, but it's just messed up, you know. And I just wanted to know what you think about that. Yeah, it is messed up. It should be grounds for a lawsuit, really, because they're making you get the vax. And Well, they're it- saying it's legal, yeah, see, I don't know anything about the legality of it, but, I mean, it shouldn't be. There should be some kind of lawsuit there. In certain states, you can't do that. So, I don't know. And, and my thing well, would be, t- my, my thing is this. If you were to get injured, I'm not saying that you are, but if somebody was to get injured by the vaccine and the company forced the person to get it to continue employment, is there any compensation there? Because it seems like it's, you know, you making somebody do something without giving them any kind of... Uh, assistance if something goes wrong yeah well that's why i don't even want it they said it's not fda approved and people have been getting sick from it and there's been all these complications and I've, I've never been a vaccine person to begin with you know so like it's like come on man like you forcing me to get a vax for my livelihood and it's like i'm not even cool with that you know like it should be my my choice i thought this was still a free country it should be it most certainly should be. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to quit because I don't know what you got going on. I don't know if you got a kid, you know, you got kids, a wife, or whatever. I don't know what you got happening. But nah, I was luckily, to- I'm I'm a single man, but still, that's my livelihood, and I do have a family to support, you know. And I do plan on having kids one day, but it just sucks because I'm already getting closer to my my late 30s, you know. By now, I should be established and have like a good career. And here I am, like thinking, like, damn, what's next? You know, like I got to worry about even providing for myself and my family. Cause I don't got the vax, you know? So I don't know. It just trips me out. Yeah, man. I, I say, you know, I think this might be the best time. People are, a lot of jobs are opening. Might want to try to find something else. 
But I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't say cool. just leave before you find something else. Just just try to figure out a different way to approach it because I don't blame you for not wanting to get yeah. that vex. No, I feel it. I'm right there. I'm trying to have a good attitude towards the thing and just trying to see how things help play out. They've been talking about like other people in the unions and the police and stuff, all the people they've been trying to fight back or some some entities within the city have. But it's just a mess. I think that's really screwed up and I don't think that's legal. I don't think it's constitutional and I don't think that's freedom. And that's what America's all about is freedom, man. We should have the freedom to make our own decisions, especially when it comes to your health. That's right. Right on, man. All right. Hey, well, I appreciate you, man. Keep doing what you do. I'm going to keep listening, man. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. All right. Take it easy. Yeah. Shout out to the caller. People are saying, don't quit. Talk to an attorney, get your lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. And it's a tough call, but you know, that's sometimes how life is. Make these tough decisions. It shouldn't be a decision to make, quite frankly, because it's your body, right? Your body, your choice, but they're forcing you to get something that you don't want to get. It's rough. But the, the bright side is that there's a bunch of jobs that are opening right now because people don't want to work because they're getting, the, um, they're getting that stimulus money. So there's other options, but hopefully you make the right decision. 816 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, is this Anthony? Yes, it is. It's Trevor. Hey, nice to meet you. Likewise, man. Hey, uh, should I didn't know you're real. Um, you know, I was calling about this whole, um, uh, no blacks are holding blacks accountable is what I'm really irritated with. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, um, I've got, I'd say 20 friends all dead by, um, not a single white person. Um, you know, the protected class. You said, you said, um, hold on, race. you said, you said how many now? What happened? Oh, I'd say 20. Uh, you have I'm, 20, I'm, you have 20 of your yeah, friends that I'm, are dead because of, of blacks? Murder. Wow. Murder. So can we talk about that? What, what happened? Like, is there one particular incident that happened? Like what's going on with that? Some of it was drugs. Some of it was just uh, the wrong drive-through. Some of it was, you know, uh, the suburb. Wow. Um, you know, like and I, I, what I would like is if people want to classify themselves into a group, they should uh, hold themselves accountable. Is all I'm saying. Okay. You know, like, uh, you know, like I'm classified as a white terrorist supremacist or whatever because, you know, somebody else classified me that. But these people are, like, supporting, oh, black culture, black this, black that, black that. You know, so you, you know, be accountable. Two years ago, I had somebody uh, drug out of the house and murdered in the street. The local news wouldn't report on it. What What, what state is this? What? What state is this? Oh, Missouri. Wow. Good grief. Is, you know, I mean, I've, I've listened to you for a while, so I, you've seen things, I've seen things, you know, but you get close to the cities and they get pretty gross. Yeah. But like, you've got a, a black serial killer that is about to get let off in, in my city. You know, like, this there's like three this year. They targeted white men. We're gonna kill all white men because 
of, uh, I don't know, uh, media. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But, you know, it's uh, like, like I say, if you want to be pronounce yourself as a strong, black, independent person, you know, hold your crew to account, you know, like, I, I'm not a, I'm just a people, I'm an individual. So it's, I think this is where we're running out of uh, scenarios. Is um, Okay, so basically what you're saying is if you want to identify with a group, then you got to take all the good and the bad that comes with it. Yeah. You know, like if I was, I'm a white dude and I'm all about white, 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 you know, um, you know, white dudes start killing people, which they don't actually do. <laughs> I would be like, don't kill people, you know, like, well, they do, but not at a very high rate. Kind of. I mean, there, there's there been white murderers, but it's not like you got a, a very high rate of white on any one murder. But well, let me tell you, statistically, in my neighborhood, there hasn't been a white murder in like 20 years. But there's been a lot of murders in my neighborhood. Yeah. And I say, I mean, I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't do it. Uh, murder is bad. But like, who am I supposed to talk to? Every time I say "Don't kill people," I'm a I'm a racist. Because well, I, I tell you what, I, I tell you, I tell you what's going on. I feel like maybe in your city, um, if somebody gets caught for some of these like lower level crimes, drugs, whatnot, is there any kind of punishment? Do it, does anybody go to jail? Like, no, these are they're they're kicking in doors and killing old people. I understand that. I mean, but let's let's before we get to the the kick doors, let's talk about some of the smaller things that could prevent it. Because this, this is what I'm telling you: Are people going to jail for the low level crimes, drugs, things like that? Are they going to jail for that, or are they getting slaps on the wrist? They're not really actually going to jail for anything at this point. Okay, see, now that's the problem right there because I feel like what's happening like, is hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Call, uh, call her, call her, call her. Listen, I, call her, call her, I, 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 call her. Wait, call her. Listen to me. I got to talk. When I talk, you can't. What's going on is a lot of these, a lot of these cities, you got these people that commit these crimes, low level offenses. They get off. There's no kind of punishment. And then they go out there and they commit worse crimes. And then that might not yeah. really be a big punishment. So then it encourages more. I feel like wherever you live at, you got to get tougher on these criminals. Period. You know, and then and then and then the problem is and then the problem is people get accused of being racist when they want to say, Hey, you need to get locked up, locked up for an extended period of time, but that can't be what dominates the day. It just it just can't. Now, as far as any leadership in your particular place, Democrat, Republican, what are we dealing with? I'm in a red state, but in a blue city. Uh, of course. So that's a problem right there. Yeah. A lot of these blue <laughs> cities, just like just like Georgia. That's what is what's going on right now in Atlanta. Georgia's a red state, but Atlanta's totally blue. And leaders in the in the in the city don't do anything. They're going out taking photo ops. Meanwhile, you got people carjacking in the middle of the day, killing folks on the yeah. highway, and then nobody goes to jail. Nobody knows anything. Uh, people getting let out with slaps on the wrist. That has to change right there. So that's a big problem if we're going to try to solve it. Now, me personally, I'm not. Now, me personally, I'm not with all this, you know, blackity black stuff. I'm all about if anybody yeah, does anything that's wrong. The problem is the media. 
the media is saying blackity black stuff all the time. Yeah, but the, the media, the media can't, the media can't prosecute anybody. It's got to be those that are in the city where you live at. You got some problems with the city leadership, not locking these criminals up like they should be. The, the thing is, like, my house has been shot up like five times in the last three years. Hey, man, you know what? They you got to You got to move. I'm just, just you got You got to get out. I don't know how. You might not be able to, but it's time. If you got 20 friends that are being killed and you getting shot up in your house, it's, it's time to go. I know, I, I get it. But I, like the thing is, I'm just, as an example, I'm trying to say, like, it's not the blackity black thing, like you like to say. It's the media thing they're trying to say. All right. But hey, man, I, I got to mm-hmm. get some more calls. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate Hi, you. I don't know where you live at, sir. Do you live in, do you live in, do, do you live in like a dystopian future? Where do you live? Good night. Your house getting shot up. 20 of your friends got killed. I'm not trying to make jokes because if what he's saying is true, it's serious, right? But at a certain point, it's like, all right, maybe you need to leave. Because I remember, you know, having to duck down for some gunshots. And all I could think about was, when am I going to leave this? And I left. I didn't turn back. You might want to take some of that advice. 20 friends. Come on, man. Like it's time to go. It's been time to go. When friend number five is like, all right, I, I need to leave. All right. Let's get, let's get some more calls. And shout out to the caller though. Hopefully everything is all right with you, man. And I'm serious. Please leave your area. Eight one six on the line. We're speaking to. And I left. Hello. Yes, M16, who am I speaking to? Oh, uh, Sam. All right, I got feedback in the background. Turn the speakers down for me, please. Hello, can you hear me? Uh, can you hear me? I hear you yeah, well. Can you hear me? Yep. All right, cool. Hey, what's up? All right, things all good. How about yourself? I'm um, pretty good, pretty good. Um, Just a quick thing, um, or a quick question. Um, Do you, since... Everything's kind of being exposed, like uh, parents going at uh, school districts, and most people are starting to wake up. Do you believe that there could be a possible civil war that might come up? Civil war? Nah. I think what's going to happen is people are starting to wake up and take control of where they live. Because what happens is people kind of passively um, participate in politics where they live. Or they don't do it at all. They don't even really care. When it comes time to vote for, you know, school board if they can or whatever, they kind of just let things happen. Let people that always vote for these people vote for them. Uh, People that can run for school board, they just let them do it. People don't participate the way they should in their own community and things just happen. It's kind of let stuff go on. Like an example would be, an, an example would be if, there's, they're going to build some kind of water treatment or some kind of sewage plant right by your house. And you see them starting to do it. You see the people out there surveying. You need to be out there saying, hey, what's going on here? Talk to the city. Really get involved because if you don't get involved, it's just going to happen. And then you're going to smell it one day. So people are starting to wake up and become more involved in their cities. And I think that's going to be the way that we can change a lot of these things and make it go the other direction. Right. So. When I started realizing uh, when the media and all this other stuff that's been going on, like all the lies, 
I literally just took a step back and just did my own research and just, I started this research since like the, the election, the election fraud and the January 6th. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a step back and do some research. And then literally, uh, about five to six, six months later, I believe I'm correct. Uh, I'm just like, holy, like, holy crap. Like, this is terrible. Like, why are these people doing this? Like, why would my government do this to all these people? Like, why? <laughs> I hear you, man. I do. Yeah, it's it's just so scary. Like, now they're, like, forcing kids to, like, all this BLM and LGBTQ, whatever they're called, just shoving uh, them down their throats and just kind of brainwashing them. Like, you, like you can't just do that. Yeah, like, I have nothing against um, gays or lesbians, but it's just, you, you can't, like, shove all this stuff down their throat and just force them what to do. Like, it's just wrong. See, now parents, parents got choices at a certain point as well because you got different options. You got homeschool, private school, charter school, a lot of different things to do. And like I said, you can get on these school boards. You can become in leadership. You can become a teacher. You can make change. You got to be the change. It can't just be, well, we rely upon these people to do things for us because at the end of the day, they're just people. They're just people. They can be right, replaced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. they, they can be changed out. And then we can be the people that are in charge rather than allowing just anybody to come in and do whatever they want to do. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just really scary these days. Like I don't just, I sometimes don't know what to do, whether either just to stand up and fight back or not. Just, just like, get involved, man. Just, day... just, just get involved in your, in your community really, because that's, that's the, in my opinion, that should be the takeaway from all of this. People just can't take their freedom for granted or their country for granted. Cause if we do, it can be taken from us and we don't want that. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, I work at a landscaping company or lawn landscaping. And sometimes, uh, we would go to Kansas city and around St. Luke's, I would see like spray paints of like BLM and stuff. And, and, uh, I sometimes will see, uh, people walking around with like BLM shirts. That, that's what scares me. Cause I'm like, I'm like, should I be scared? Cause I'm, cause I'm whiter or something. I know, I know it sounds stupid, but. No, nah, don't worry about it. I mean, these people, they, you know, if they got on the BLM shirt, they ain't really trying to, you know. Now, if they look like Antifa or I, gang members, that's a different story. Yeah, because all I see is uh, from BLM and Antifa is it's just riots and just beating up people. Right. I'm all right. Well, I think that's it. But uh, thanks for taking my call, dude. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good, have a good one, bro. All right. Shout out to the caller. All right. Let's go to the next one here. And let's do 262. You're in line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Who am I speaking to? 262? Yes, sir. What's going on? Not too much, man. What's Hold happening? On a All right. Uh, I got to turn off the app so I can hear you better. Hold on. All right. There? I'm here. Yeah, thanks for taking my call, ABL. I watch your show all the time, man. You're a brilliant man. No problem, man. You Thank there? you. Appreciate it. Hello? Can you hear me? 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Everything's good. So what's going on? Uh, I just found. Uh, CJ. Okay. Are you watching the stream? Just don't watch that. Talk to me on the phone and that's it. All right. So what's happening? Uh, I've just been having problems with the media. I've been having problems with the media. Okay. And so, I saw this one thing on, uh, it was a 60 minutes deal. Yeah. And, uh, it's a 60 minutes deal and it had all this like, uh, hold on one second. All right, I don't know what we got yeah. going on. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. All right, go for it. Go ahead. All right, I turned off the app. Uh, I was watching the 60 Minutes special, and it had it was this thing on white supremacy, and it showed, uh, who is that, the guy? Timothy McVeigh. You remember that? Yeah. Well, I didn't remember any white supremacy in the media back then. So then I tried to watch all the mainstream I could on it, and I I didn't find anything on it on YouTube or anything. It was everything was like a ten minute clip, and then it, it said this is a this is a huge problem in America, and then the second story was David Koresh. Well, David Koresh had African Americans in his cult, and there's other cult leaders that have been of of other uh, nationalities and other cultures, but they didn't single them out as being an Indian supremacist or whatnot. So I didn't understand that. And he seemed to have diversity in this cult and that was white supremacy. And I didn't understand the second one for sure. And then they had a third one of this guy. He just wanted to be a hermit and go live, you know, away from everybody kind of social distance. There's a lot of them in every culture. And they called him a white supremacist too, but gave no meat and potatoes to why he was a white supremacist. (laughs) So I'm like, Damn, and me and my roommate are watching, and I'm like, dude, I'm surprised they didn't blame 9/11 on white people. And sure enough, dude, right after he says it, they're like, a 9/11 happened because we were so busy looking for these white supremacists. <laughs> wow, like, that's crazy. And then the saga continues. I've been trying to tell people, I'm like, if there's white supremacists, they're not going to do anything um, other than a diversity fart to another culture because they're not going to go sit in the prison cell with these people. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I don't understand it, particularly between white and black, because I'm not going to do nothing to a brother of another color and then go sit in a cell full of them. You know what I mean? It like defies logic to me. And yet if it's not that in, in our ear hole 24 seven, it's, uh, it's the LGBTQ stuff where basically it's like watching Lassie. And it's like, how many dog movies that you had Lassie, then you had Benji. Well, now this last one I took my kid to, it had, of course it had a gay mixed couple in it and everything else. I'm like, it's just another dog movie. And then I'm like, what if they want so much diversity, why don't they put those little people in there too? And, you know, I mean, it just gets too weird for me. And it, it takes away like, like life used to imitate art and art imitates life. And I'm worried like, like, I don't know, dude. And part of me, part of me thinks they just want these people around so much so they don't reproduce, man. You know what I mean? That's one thing every letter of that alphabet has in common. And if it means we don't have to go to Vietnam, like they just throw us at people to get rid of us or, or what. But I don't know the, the agenda behind the media, 
and it's just I don't know. It feels so thick it burns my eyes to watch sometimes. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on. It. Man, there's there's a lot there, and I think you're pretty much on point with what you're saying. Yeah. How do you, I don't know if you have kids, but like I have black friends and, and they have kids and it's like, dude, how do we raise our kids when they're telling you I'm the evil man all the time when I've known these people for like 25, 25, 30 years? It's like, dude, we might as well just give up, dude, because Martin Luther's dream w- was right on point. Our kids would have played together and been fine, man. But it's like there's always got to be and it's plagued American history from the Christian Jubilee after the Civil War when Christian whites and blacks came together and, and they all got gunned down. Then it happened, I guess, in the Carolinas, there's a story of a, of a, what was it called? A fusion party and whites and blacks came together again. And that was another city like that black wall street or whatever they're talking about. So it's like, dude, if we get along too good, I'm worried we're going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm going to say this and that I got some more calls to get to, but I think that, uh, I don't have any kids, but people need to just raise their kids for telling them the truth. Tell tell them the honest truth. Don't don't lie. And that's that's really gotta be what it is. And if they if they're going out in the world, they're getting different kind of information, at a certain point you gotta debrief. You gotta be like, okay, here's here's the reality of what's happening, here's what's going on, and show proof, show evidence. You you just gotta teach kids a proper thing. It can't just be relying upon the school system or anyone else on the out, outside of teaching kids. You got to teach your children every day, man. But thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Right on. Thank you for your time. No problem. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to a few more. 585, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, hey, baby. This is Ken from uh, Rochester, New York. All right, man. What's going on? Oh, I just want to talk to you about a bunch of questions here. Um. I haven't heard anyone speak about, like, you know how Joe Biden's saying um, the biggest threat is white supremacy? Yep. And they're dumbing down the military with all this uh, critical race theory. And no one's really talking about the setup because what they're going to do, I just watched Trump's speech tonight. What they're going to do is once they figure out that the election was stolen, all the patriots are going to stand up. But they got it already set up where the militaries where they're the bad guys, where they're not. All the Trump supporters, all the patriots. Ooh, hold on, let me, let me turn it down. You there? I'm here. Okay. And um, I, I just wanted to hear your take on that. Have you thought about that? or? Have you... Nah, I think that people kind of see through a lot of this stuff. I don't think that's – I think some people may see certain people a certain way, but I don't think that's going to be the majority. Um, I don't think too much about that, honestly. But a, well, a lot you, of – Huh? Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Um, when, when you said about, like, the F-16s and all that, we're going to need F-16s and nukes to take on the government. They're already setting it up. It's going to be the government. It's not going to be, you know, they're going to just uh, – how do you say it? They're criminalized. Criminalizing the patriots. So well, that's that, that's so assuming that's assuming that the that's, that's assuming the military all of that is going to be like if if there's ever any situation where there's any kind of conflict, that's you know you have to take into consideration that the people that the government counts on being on their side may not be right. But they're weeding out the patriots in there already with this critical race theory, 
and they're and, and people you know, people they're, they're people are not it's it's not working the way that they want. A lot of some, the people that are falling for this are the ones that are pushing it. You got a lot of people in leadership that are pushing it, but parents are fighting back. People are fighting back. A lot of a lot of things. A lot of what a lot of, a lot of what they're doing right now is not really working. It's not working out too well. People are fighting back, and I think that's going to be what we see a lot of in the future. And right now, especially, I'm just scared of a justified, uh, justified military killing of the Patriots. You know what I mean? Nah, I don't see that. I don't see that really happening. All right, all right. Well, God bless you. I love, I love listening to your show. That's about all I had. Unless you got anything more to say on that. That's pretty much it, man. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Stay blessed. Have a good night. All right now. All righty. We got a few more calls here. Let's get to eight four five. Who online? Who am I speaking to? Eight four five. Hello. All right. I don't know what happened. Eight four five. You got to be on the phone. If you're trying to talk to the screen, it's not going to work. Just don't do it. Talk, talk to me on the phone. That's it. Don't look at the screen. Don't don't listen to the screen. On the phone. That's it. Or if you're on Skype, you can do that. But if you're trying to time up the stream to your call, it will not work. Trust me. Believe me. All right, let's go. Two five three, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Eight four five, hello. Hello. Yes, who am I speaking to? All right, I don't know what happened. Yes, it is. I got noise in the background. Turn turn the speakers off for me, please. Oh, sorry, I'm turning down the turn down my TV right now. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, My name is Jeff. I'm from uh, Washington. I'm uh, from North Seattle, and I. uh, I listen to your show all the time. It's great, and uh, appreciate everything you're doing. And uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of contribute some of uh, what I've been seeing in the United States, and uh, kind of wondering if everybody else is seeing the same thing. You know, I kind of follow what's going on with the border and stuff, and uh, kind of like the Kamala Harris thing that's going on. How you know the whole optics thing with uh, she's trying to claim that she goes down to the border, and you know, kind of word on on Twitter is that uh, she kind of just went to like a little tiny little part of Texas where it wasn't really the bad part of Texas and try to create all these like optics, like they actually care when they really don't. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm just kind of curious what your opinion on like the whole border crisis is. And, uh, it seems kind of strange because uh, a lot of these people that have these like really strong opinions, you know, they have fences around their houses, they have locks on their doors and stuff. And, and then it's like, they don't care about our safety at all. And they're kind of supposed to be looking out for the safety of the people of the country. And uh, it seems like the most common sense thing is to have a border and to secure it because anybody can kind of come in and out of our country and we don't know who's coming in and out. But these people that, you know, talk about right and wrong, you know, they have big, big fences around their houses. They have locks on their doors and they're going to tell us that it's okay that anybody can come in and out of our country. I mean, I mean, what do you think? So what's your question specifically? Uh, you know, so what do you think about uh, Kamala Harris and the whole optics about how she's kind of going down to the border and they right. think what I, they, I you know, I they actually it. know what's going on? I got it. So um, now as far as Kamala on the border, I mean, she was appointed to be, I guess, the border czar by Joe Biden. I'm not really sure why she would get the job because she's not going to actually do anything. She does not know how to do anything. What she's going to do is ask someone else what to do. And... <laughs> It's not going to, she won't do anything because they got an open border policy. Wide open, come one, come all. 
So all she can do is just maybe ask questions, um, answer questions. And then I think Trump kind of forced her to go down there because he planned to go down there with uh, some house reps in Texas. And I think also Greg Abbott. So before the former president goes down there, she has to go down there as a current vice president. So it, it's a whole big mess. She had no real plans of going down there because she did not want to answer any more questions. It's really weird. The whole thing is just weird. They're not going to do anything. They want the door to be wide open. And they say that if the door is not wide open, then you're a racist. Really strange. Yeah, it seems like the whole racist claims is very prejudicial and that, uh, you know, only some people can be, you know, it's only a select few that are like have higher morals than everybody, but it's really just like a personal like behavior. And it's like, you know, we as people have to kind of treat each other like individuals and it's like up to the individual to kind of like do that. But there's a lot of hypocrites uh, kind of in our country that kind of claim that they're kind of have higher senses of morals. But when, you know, when it really comes down to it, it's, it's more about just laying out, you know, pros and cons and consequences of your actions, not really kind of waving your finger at everybody and, and acting like, you know, you have like higher values and, you know, right from wrong better than somebody else. So it just seems kind of strange when, you know, you, you see a lot of people with their kind of prejudiced behaviors and kind of claiming that they make these kind of generalizations that all white people this or all anybody that, and it just ends up being kind of a generalization and they think they're smart or, or they think that, you know, that they have higher values, but they're just, you know, they're just playing into the kind of the routine of, of making these generalizations and prejudice, like, like all the, all the problems of the past. So, I mean, it just seems very strange to me. Right on, man. I, you know, I think that, uh, uh, okay. I was I was agreeing with you, man. But hey, I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, thank you. All right now. All right, shout out to the caller. Got a few more here. And thank y'all for being here yet again. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, go hit the like button for me. And also, if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that as well. I'd most certainly appreciate it. And if you're looking forward to hats, the USA hats, we got more. Limited edition, limited quantity, but we got some more on the site ablmerch.com ablmerch.com these ship out pretty decent pretty quick because I already didn't pay for them they're already in stock ready to rock other things on the website they're going to take a little while because they got to get made but these are already ready to roll in stock go ahead and get it and use promo code 1776-1776 to get 20% off your next order that includes just a one hat or if you get an entire cart the entire cart will be 20% off all right Let's get to some more. Um, let me see. Seven seven three. The line. I'm speaking to. Hello. Yes. Who am I speaking to? Seven seven three. Hey, Bill. It's a Danny from Chicago. All righty. What's going on? Nothing, man. Just watch Trump a little bit, and I'm watching you. I'm a fan. You know, like what you're doing. And I see you have an open line for people, you know, you want to hear the people's opinions and that stuff. So I would like to share my opinion opinion real quick. I'm from uh, Eastern Europe, came to the United States, uh, specifically I'm from Yugoslavia, ex-Yugoslavia, for people who don't know. Now it's uh, Yugoslavia split apart. So now it's six different countries. So 
I just want to share something like because I live that life over there and I went through all that crap what happened over there and uh, unfortunately um, I think I see the same picture here what's going on because this is exactly what was going on back in the days over there in Yugoslavia in the in the beginning of everything you know we had a good life over there everything was good nice and then all of a sudden they just start uh, dividing people over there they were using uh, religion because there's a lot of Muslim people there's a lot of Catholic people and a lot of Orthodox Christian people so they have a good uh, field you know for that and I'm afraid that that's something exactly what's uh, what they working on to happen here so I don't know uh, as far as I can see, I think that, uh, like if you have like any, any person with a normal common sense can see that these people are wishes and they, they just, uh, they just try to find a way to ignite a fire. So if you put everything together, you know, they, they, they have a couple of fields open, they have borders, they have schools, they have uh lgbt community they have black white people white supremacists if you know what i'm saying right okay so, so like what what was happening back then in yugoslavia that's also happening here in the u.s right now uh everything's same it started exactly the same so people you know people they don't care as long as they go to work and they make decent money for a living they don't care like i mean they do care but they don't pay attention a lot you know what's gonna happen in the future you know i have my job i mind my own business you know i don't care but then there's all those jobs uh we got hit with the hyperinflation mm. so for to put that in a better perspective for you hyperinflation it was uh, something like for example at the end of the month, there was people were getting paid twice a month, right? For example, so you go to pick up your check, or back in the days they used to give people cash, right? So you go to to pick up your cash money for uh, two weeks that you work, and you pick up ten dollars only. So because of the hyperinflation, you know, and then if you don't convert ten dollars, ten dollars in and Yugoslavian money back in the, in the day, right? So if you convert those dinars, it's exactly like $10, right? But you need to go and rush yourself to purchase $10 because if you keep those dinars in the morning, that those $10, they're going to be they're gonna be like a dollar worth. You know what I mean? That's how much of the inflation. Inflation was going like up to thousands of percent, you know, 2,000%. Like 150, 150% in a day, in a 24 hours. So, so, what, so, what, what, so, what caused the, so what caused the hyperinflation? Do you know? I, I don't know what caused, what can cause the hyperinflation, you know, to be honest. I, I'm not uh, like, uh, like, you know, I don't have uh, some type of degree in that field, but that's how we live. And people, they were working for that, you know, for nothing. You know, like, for example, I'll put it like this. 
they they print they start, I remember that they were printing a lot of money. They start printing the money. People they can go online and check it. The the highest banknote that we have was five hundred billion dinars. Five hundred wow. billion in one currency and one banknote. <clears throat> so it was it was insane. So we got hit with the high gas prices. So the fuel was five dollars per liter. So that's like twenty dollars per gallon. Right. So that was in nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety three. And then during that time that was in Serbia. The Serbia wasn't in a war. The war was happening in Croatia and Bosnia because they were using religion, like I said. They were using religion to start to ignite the war. And that's how it started. Same thing. They were looking for something to happen. You know, you know, usually something major needs to happen. So how the war started over there, for example, in, in Bosnia, they started a war that um, Serbian weddings was, you know, happening over there. And they have they hold Serbian flags raised up for a wedding. And then some Bosnian people, they were they got insulted because, hey, this is Bosnia. This is not Serbia. Why are you holding that flag? And they get into argument and they shot the father of the of the groom. They shot and killed him right there on the street. And that's how, mm. you know, that's how it's all that starts. But, I mean, for for them, it doesn't matter how it's going to start, you know. So, but, you know, that was a kicker over there. And I'm afraid that we're on the right track for something to, you know, if people don't, you know, wake up, people need to be smart. Now, back in the days, we didn't have internet. We, we you know, you're you're basically you're blind. You can only watch TV and listen to what they tell you. Media was exactly the same. Media was working for the government, exactly, exactly the same situation. So I just want to, you know, say, uh, I want to tell to all the people to do their research. Don't listen to anybody and don't even try to be fooled and, you know, start fighting against each other just because your government telling you, you know, this all this stupid crap, you know, because all this, I think we can, you know, go over all this stuff. It's basically nothing, you know, they just, they're just looking for, for trouble. And that was it. And one more thing, if you're, I'm sorry, I'm holding a line, maybe long, but just I want to say one more thing. We have a bigger revolution in 2000. We want to get rid of the president. So whatever happens in January 6th, which I don't see nothing happened January 6th. People just got fed up with all the crap that was going on for the full year. And then people, hey, that's the capital. That's that's our house. It's not, it doesn't belong to them. That's pe- that's people's house. We, people paying for the for that house. And they have all the rights to to put it on fire or whatever they want to do. Anyway, in Serbia, we have big revolution. We want to, they, they, they stole an election and we have big revolution. But I just want to tell you that Serbia at that time had 7.5 million people. And in front of the capital, it was 1.2 million people. So you do the math, what's the percentage of the, of the whole population? How many people was in Belgrade? I was over there. It was October 5th in 2000. And we changed that president. So he finally, right. but he tried to force the police to put the police on people, 
police, they just refused his order. Then he called the military. That was his final call. No, his final call was actually, uh, how would they call it, uh, like uh, uh, federal people, you know, that uh, how they call those, those people, like, uh, I would say like FBI, maybe. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, they could be FBI. Right. And finally, those people, they, they just. Well, I, got, uh, I, got, I got like no more want... time. I got I to get to the next call. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the call. I All appreciate right, you. All right, great call coming from uh, you know the 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 viewpoint of someone that comes from uh, well, like former Yugoslavia. I about to say Serbia. I ain't want to say the wrong place. You know, the thing about Yugoslavia, you had um, the ethnic differences because the Serbs that was a whole different thing. Um, the Croats, it was all like different religion, Islam. Christianity, all types of stuff just in there. It was already kind of fractured along those lines. You had the Austro-Hungarians there before. That's a whole different story in itself. You had all kind of things happening right there. You, you Southern Europe, you're not far from Greece and Turkey and all that. It's just a mess right there. And before a while, everything was going well. But Yugoslavia, wasn't that communist? I don't know. But that's a whole big mess. But, if, but the point is that there were things going on. Uh, class warfare, religion, all of that divide along those lines. And then chaos happens with the government not doing right. And it all falls, it all falls apart. All right, let's get to some more here. Let's go. Nine, two, wait, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Nine, two, wait. Hello. 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 Is this Anthony? Yes, it is. Who am I speaking to? Unbelievable. This is uh, Joseph. All righty. Anthony, yeah, um, I have my TV muted, and I had no idea I was going to get through. But anyways, the reason I'm calling uh, is uh, I've been subscribing for a while, and I really enjoy your television uh, or, well, your your, uh, podcast program. And uh, I'm a 62-year-old white male. Okay, just to qualify myself. And the, the only question I, I want to ask you is, is uh, one question. Is if, if, a, if a child is born an albino, okay, does that immediately make that child a uh, leader of the KKK? Sorry, I, I just had to ask. <laughs> no, because even though the child... Is albino that doesn't make on white? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I, I saw what you were saying, but now, nah, I mean, even even if a child's born white, it doesn't really mean anything. But still, people, you know, it's it's we are it's weird how race is kind of seen. It's it's just kind of strange, but um, people shouldn't be judging like that based upon how somebody looks, anyway. Well, well, that that that's that that's true. And, and and by the way, I've been I I'm a subscriber of your channel, and I and I watch you all the time. And and you, you you seem far better intelligent than this old man. But anyway, the uh, um, I just I'm just curious about that because it's kind of driving me nuts that uh, um, this color of the skin thing seems to be, you know, like uh, you know that the, the whole thing is kind of driving me nuts, you know, and I'm like. Well, wait a minute. I remember back in the 70s, everybody got along with everybody. 
you know, I, uh, you know, and it was like, uh, you know, it didn't matter whether you had an Afro or it didn't matter whether you had long hair. It, it didn't make a difference. You know, I mean, everybody, uh, just, you know, everybody, you know, bell bottoms, everybody wore bell bottoms, you know? So if you remember what those are, but maybe not, but anyways, it doesn't matter that, uh, uh, the thing is, that's kind of driving me nuts today is, is that they're, they are, uh, they're doing this, you know, that they're, uh, you know, they're kind of cramming it down your throat, you know, it, 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 it's not the albino thing that you're going to be the next KKK leader, uh, leader because you, you, because you, because you're born albino, you know, it's just, it, it's just a funny thing. I, I don't know. Uh, help me out here, please. Uh, Anthony, please uh, just help me out here. I, I need to, I need to get that straight and understood. Uh, and, and who better, you know, so, um, I, I'm going to leave it at that and, uh, I'm going to go back to your, uh, podcast and, uh, uh, see if, if you have any thoughts or comments. So, um, I don't know, Anthony, I, I'm surprised I'm talking to you to be, to, to believe it or not, you know, <laughs> um, I respect you. Well, I thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you too. Thank you. All right, Keep now. your show up. Thank you. Keep your show up. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, shout out to the caller. I mean, the, the race thing is going to be here. And a lot of it is, is cultural things that a lot of time play themselves out on racial lines. That's, that's what a lot of it is. Now, people could talk about genetics and all of that. That's a whole different story. So I won't even go down that road. But a lot of it is cultural things based upon racial lines. Because... A lot of people, and according to their race, will gravitate toward certain cultures. But that's not always the case. Because I've seen some white guys in the hood, just like everybody else in the hood. And you got plenty of black folks that live out in nice suburbs where it's mostly white that are just like them. I'm seeing country black folks just like the country white folks. It, a lot of it just depends on where you live, how you grew up. And a lot of that in America, at least, is based upon racial lines. But the the issue with that, regardless of how these class lines are drawn, the issue is how can everybody just coexist? Because we all live in the same country. Might not, might not live in the same neighborhood or the same necessarily the, the same area, but at a certain point, we got to interact. So how do we just get along and um, a big block to us being able to have any kind of cohesion is mainstream media, which sucks and which is being is, is, is dying at our hand. And also a lot of the political stuff going on and just people just not being able to do right. The government um, enabling the welfare state. So these lines can, can continue to be drawn in the sand we got to be able to get beyond it. We got to be able to get beyond it. That's just what it is. All right. Let's go to. Um, let's try. 480, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Ben from AZ. How are you doing? Everything's all right. How about yourself? Pretty good. I just was wondering if um, I should buy any guns and get ready for the next war. <laughs> well, I don't know about a war, but I say it's always good to have 
as many um, firearms as possible. That's always a good thing. Just to be ready for whatever happens. It could be, I don't know. It could be, you might have a, a, a wild animal on your property, or it could be, you got a whole bunch of people that shouldn't be there. Whatever the case may be, be ready. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the info. <laughs> no problem. All right. Shout out to the caller. Shout out. All right. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. 861. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Who am I speaking to? Uh, yes. This is uh, Paul calling from uh, Southern China. How you doing? Everything's all right. Can't complain about yourself. Yes, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, good morning to you. It's morning, it's morning time here, evening back home. Uh, yeah, Anthony, I just want to um, chat with you very briefly about technology. Um, I hope I, I hate to be throwing you for these loops because I know that uh, from your introduction and the call that you have coming in, uh, everybody's focused on the hot topics. And then when I get through with the call, it's always something that's kind of you know off the beaten path. Like I, I called about ADOS one time. Last time I called, we threw out uh, climate change, and uh, now I want to talk about something that's uh, a little technology. So I, I hate to not call, but to call not about the. Oh, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. It's cool. So yeah, let's let's talk about it. So what's happening? Carla, can you hear me? I can't hear you. If you're talking. All right, I don't know what happened, but I can't hear you. Yeah, sorry, uh, my man from Southern China. I, I remember him. He did call by Eidos from from China. Yeah, but it's all good. Talk, you can talk talk about whatever you want to talk about, as long as it's kind of politically related, something that's it kind of makes sense. That's him right here calling back. Let me see if he can get on. All right, can you hear me? Hello. I hear you now. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I'm I'm calling by Skype. So it, it might have dropped the call. I'll be very quick because you know Wi-Fi overseas is not as stable as it is domestically. Um, but I was hello. So are we okay? We good. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I was at a birthday party with a friend last night, and we started talking about some of the differences between uh, China and America. And the main thing that came out was uh, technology, and how everything here is mobile. Uh, everything here is China is a is a cashless society. You know, nobody uses cash anymore. Everything is mobile payments of uh, apps and QR codes, QR codes and apps. Uh, that's how things are done here. And back home, I think, I mean, there's this Apple Pay and there's uh, Android Pay. I'm not exactly sure how prevalent or or uh, they are. Um, I'm assuming that people things are still kind of cash and credit card would you agree yeah i mean if you go into a store everything is card for the most part people still use cash sometimes but for the most part everybody has their credit or debit card now if you're shopping online everything is um it's it, it's still probably um credit card or like paypal or something like that but which is still the same thing as a credit card because you gotta get tied to your bank what about apple pay and android pay that's not very common. Maybe like in some of the big cities, but I've I've never seen that. I've never used that before in my life. Okay. Yeah, well, there are two platforms here called, one is called WeChat Pay, 
and the other is called Alipay. And between those two, nobody uses cash anymore. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, China is ahead of us, I think, in that regard. And also infrastructure, um, you know, there are uh, bullet trains all over the place here. And buses are electric. And there's just an explosion of electric vehicles. You know, they um, just open up a, a line to Tibet where you can take a bullet train to Tibet. And now Europe has some pretty good bullet trains as well. They were talking about like back home, you know, it's just the Amtrak, which is anything but impressive. So, oh yeah, one more thing about the apps. Um, I just I just did my lease, which kind of threw me for a loop because my landlord my landlord came in so we could sign my new lease, and I was expecting like everybody else expects, you know, like uh, some staple papers that I have to sign, and she just put out her phone and opened up a company app, and we did my contract through the uh, through the app. Also, just did my taxes through an app. Uh, do you know of anybody? Have you or do you have you heard of anybody back home uh, doing contracts through apps? Yeah, we got that. Like I've I've signed contracts on my phone because and in my phone the way I got it I have a I have a stylus in my phone so I could just sign contracts right there on my phone. And as far as taxes, you got TurboTax and stuff like that. You could you could do that probably on your. I I I like to do it on my desktop, but you could do it on your phone too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, those are some things that we're talking about, how China is cashless. America is going to take maybe another few decades to go cashless if it ever happens. Um, and the infrastructure here is as far as like bridges and bullet trains, and we're just kind of behind in that regard. So this this gap that we kind of see between this technological gap between uh, China and the States, which is wide and getting wider, especially with like a, a electric vehicles. I mean, the buses here, so many vehicles are electric. There's, we still have some gas stations, um, but those are like for, you know, old kind of clunky cars. All the new cars, all the hot cars, everything is electric. And there's um, electric vehicles is picking up steam back home, but I, I don't think anything to level where it is here. So there is a technological gap we see. And do you, do you think that over the long term, as, if this gap continues to get wider and wider, that's going to spill over into other areas of our relationship and our standing in the world. As far as China kind of overtaking us as an, as as an economy and a technological superpower. The issue with China is that they have a lot of other problems in society that they're not able to really solve. Like China, once you leave Beijing, Shanghai, you're looking like almost third world country. Second world, definitely, but almost third world. Once you leave Beijing, Shanghai, or like Hong Kong, you live in a third world country. So they need to, they have to, they got a lot of problems domestically. They got a problem with food, no arable land. So they can't really overtake us until they secure their own nation. And they rely on us, they they rely on us a lot to fund them because they sell all their things to us. So without us and without having their nation totally right, then they're not going to really be able to overtake us, in my humble opinion. China, China is like yeah. India, except for Beijing, Shanghai, Macau, Hong Kong. In my yeah. opinion, yeah. Well, as far as as far as um, uh, cashes, and just uh, just a, a quick point of clarification. Um, actually, it's really more than just a, few, a, a three or four cities here. 
is I'm there. You're right. There is a lot of uh, poverty. There's a lot of, especially in like the, the rural parts, particularly more in the west, going toward Tibet and Xinjiang. This little bit on the east, like up and down the east coast from Beijing to Guangzhou, the east coast. It means a lot of cities over here that are really advanced. You know, so it's um it's more than just a few. But um, uh, is, do you think America will ever be cashless? Um, do you think Americans can ever get past uh, cash and card and evolve into uh, mobile payment society like it is here? Because there's no cash here anymore. Well, I mean, people, for the most part, don't really pay in cash. And I think they said 98% of all cash is digital anyway in America. People don't really use cash that much. Most people just use their card. And they, you know... People, some people have cash, but for the most part, everybody uses their card. So um, I'm not really sure why that would make us more advanced or better to not have cash. I don't know how to, you okay. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, we have the option to not use it if we don't want to. With the card, you could just use that. So, but we can use cash if we want. Now in China, yeah. is, there, is that even an option? Do you even have that choice? I don't think so. I think there's a lack of freedom there. And I think that's probably what's going to keep them from overtaking us is a lack of freedom because their people in a lot of these places don't really have the freedom to maneuver the way they want. They got a lot of societal problems that they have under the surface and need to get fixed in order for them to really be on the same level with us. Now, now no country is perfect, but China definitely has some issues. They need to, a lot of infrastructure issues because so many people using this stuff all the time. I have a cousin that's over there in Guangzhou. He goes back and forth. So he tells me some of these things. So, once they're able to tighten that up, I think they'd be able to make a make a push. But right now, they're not really there, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I like to see us get some bullet trains. I mean, the 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 bullet trains zigzag around the country here compared to the Amtrak back home. I mean, it's it's, it's just kind of embarrassing. It's get on the plane. Get on the plane. You don't want any bullet trains back home. I mean, the plane is fine for me. You know, I go straight to Hartsfield, Jackson, fly wherever I want, easy and breezy, and. Flights don't cost that much, and I'm straight. All right, I think you might have dropped. Thank you for calling, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, no. Let me get on the. Let me get on the flight. It's fine. That government though, and the CCP, man, getting try try getting disappeared because you're a billionaire like Jack Ma. They had Jack Ma. I don't know where he was at for like two, three weeks. He was just not even, he just pretty much vanished face of the earth. China has a lot of problems. I understand what he was saying about their advances in technology. But one thing they can't do in China is innovate because they have so much control over their people. There's no innovation. What does China, what is China known for as far as an invention in modern times, not gunpowder or something like that? Did they even do that? I don't know. But what are they really known for as far as innovation? The West innovates. China is like a slave state to a certain extent. They have a middle class and whatnot, but a lot of that is, I don't know. China's interesting. I like to see, like, I like to learn more about China. All right, man, Skype caller, what's happening? Can you hear me? Skype caller, hello, can you hear me? even do that, yeah, I got you. Sticker turned off. All right. All so right. I don't want to get your channel in trouble, but um, 
There are a lot of uh, good uh, videos on, you know, the vaccine and, uh, you know, what's going on with the vaccine on BitChute. So if you, you're looking for it, you can find it. And I just want to make sure you, you know to go look there. Um, I understand I will not be taking it ever. So uh, there's a lot of uh, stories out there that make me say I'm never going to take that. I mean, hey, you know, I, I, I put it to you like this. My body, my choice. That's the motto I'm living by as far as this thing is concerned. So I think everybody should be yeah. able to do that. If my body, my choice is appropriate when it comes to killing a baby, why not for getting a shot? I think it's the same thing. Absolutely. And uh, you had the caller call back a, a while back on the BLM, and he sees people with a BLM shirt on. And as long as they're not in a group, they're not going to do anything to you. It's when they get in a big group that they feel entitled and they feel protected and they'll come after you. And usually after dark. Right, yeah. So I'll let you go. Have a nice night and uh, let the salt flow. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Yeah, China, they, they're they great at um, intellectual property theft because they don't innovate. How can you innovate when you are controlled by the government when you have no freedom? Innovation comes from freedom. Innovation is innovation comes from um, intensity. But when the government controls everything, you don't really. Their society is trying to develop themselves as people. And it's weird to see, but I'll get to some more calls. All right. 702, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is uh, Ben Carter. All righty. What's happening? Hey, man. Yeah, I saw how polite you were with the last caller. Um, you realize he's just like a, have you ever heard of the term of a white monkey coming from China? I have heard that. Yes. That's like what they call like a, a, a prime example would be like John Cena. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, there's a bunch of people who a lot of people look up to in America who are completely corrupted by China, the CCP, whatever you want to call it. There's nothing against the Chinese people. They're actually really good people but it is their government that is completely corrupt and that money like just like the last caller like he couldn't hear none of your points all he could do was keep being what the chinese would call a white monkey meaning that he just keeps repeating like chinese uh talking points you know what i'm trying to say yeah because i've I've heard the whole thing about the tech before like i've seen i've seen that on tiktok well i don't have tiktok but i've seen it reposted from tiktok where like a lot of Chinese propaganda, they talk about how their their tech is so great and all of that, but you know they they don't show how a lot of that stuff collapses. And you know when when I saw Ooh. the whole thing in uh, Miami with the building collapse, I I, yeah, I, I, I thought about yeah, it's very terrible. And prayers out to everybody's family. But when I saw that, of course, I, I just thought I thought China because it, it reminded me of a story I saw of how China is in Africa with the Tofu diplomacy. Buildings. Oh, the buildings are terrible. It's like paper mache. Like exactly, China yeah. built a hospital in Angola, Africa, and within one year, it, it developed a crack 
up and down the the entire the, the entire center of it. it. It bisected it. So and then within one year, Pacers treated outside in tents because they couldn't go inside the dangerous building. So that's right. kind of that's China in a nutshell, in my humble opinion. Well, the way I see it is they have corruption. Even if you just look at the core of the company of the CCP, it's not even just the top; it's all levels. They're just trying to build things as cheaply as possible to make as much money as possible. I mean, and in America, I mean, with that specific thing, that is, I don't, I have no, I can't even tell you what's going on there. It looks really weird when you look at the footage. It's super suspicious. I mean, like, how does a building just fall? I mean, it looked like 1911, I mean, uh, 9-11 almost. It the did. Just it really did. Fell, like, yeah, it didn't, I mean. They're trying to. Some people were saying earthquakes that kind of make sense, but at the same time, there was people that were lived there that actually said they they knew there was people on the ground level, like maintenance people. Like they said, they heard banging all night. Long story short, they said they heard banging all night. So there was definitely more to that than what we're currently uh, hearing. And of course, it is. I mean, uh, no company wants to admit fault. Nobody's going to admit that they made a mistake, false maintenance, Republican, Democrat. Nobody's going to make a difference. I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, I mean, as far as with China, they have tofu buildings everywhere. I mean, that's like a known thing. Tofu uh, buildings is the term that I guess that people in the West use. And that's basically meaning they build these buildings and they just fall constantly in other countries. Um, I'm sure you have more callers, but uh, I don't know. I just wanted to call in and uh, give my two cents, I guess. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you too, man. Keep up the good fight. Thank you. Yeah, great call. And um, yeah, I, I was um reading Twitter, and this lady said that she spent a lot of time in China, and when she saw that whole thing happen with in Miami with the building collapse, she thought about China. And she was telling the story, anecdote, but whatever, about how she saw a dentist operating out of a half-collapsed building. A dentist in a half-collapsed building. Imagine that. You've seen something like, like you in Iraq got hit by a mortar, and you in there getting a root canal. It's like that in China. You don't see that in the U.S. If it happened in the U.S., you couldn't actually, if you worked in a place like that, it wouldn't be legal. But in China, you could pretty much do whatever. It's a weird place. Controlled by the government. Communist regimes like that don't really succeed in the long term. They're doing okay right now in certain parts of the country, but they got a lot of problems. Let's get to some more calls here. Let's go to 720. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? This is Andrew from Morgan. All righty. What's happening? Hey, <laughs> hey uh, I have, um, I, I'm hopeful that the United States comes to a point where we're back on track again. Um, and that, you know, our government isn't ruled by uh, dictators and people who constantly tear up the constitution whenever they feel like it. But, but I do, uh, I do want to ask um, the, um, what would you say to people, you know, people on the right conservatives, Patriots who, um, American citizens who who still buy and still purchase 
subscriptions and stuff from Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, Amazon Prime, when they're putting out stuff that directly opposes their their morals or their their point of view and and these companies that are constantly trying to undermine uh our positions or constantly you know demeaning us and everything so what would you say to that well i would say that if people want to fight back against all this stuff if they really want to make a difference they can people act like I, i get calls sometimes or i get emails people that kind of feel hopeless like this is not gonna i can't do anything you have a lot of power you know, you do have a lot of power and that that dollar is very powerful because corporations, they they move on the dollar. If it's just one dollar, that's, you know, you can let it go. But if it's a lot of people, thousands, millions of people, you can make a difference. So you can vote a certain way. You can shop a certain way. You can spend your money a certain way. So if you don't want all this degenerate crap to get put on television or on these little streaming uh, services, don't support it. Like there may be some stuff like I may see a commercial for a TV show or something like that. I don't even watch TV, but I may say, you know what? I want to, I want to check that out. I want to see what's going on. And then I see if it's on Netflix. Oh, nope. Can't do Netflix because I am fighting back against it. If people were able to Mm -hmm. join me and do it kind of in mass might make a difference. But if nobody does anything, you keep paying the money. There's no incentive to actually do anything and they keep on and the beat goes on. Well, what, what would you, I mean, I, I personally, I, I don't encourage people to watch those things just because, you know, it'll, they'll get that poison in you because they'll, you know, put it in everywhere they can and, uh, and premises and everything. But, but, um, but without large amounts of people, how, I mean, I know, for instance, the, I think you reported on the, uh, the Bucky, the Bucky and Falcon series and how how they did that one police scene and they're like oh okay he's black but he has this white dude here okay that's fine or whatever <laughs> or he's a superhero okay okay that makes sense but and i know they were saying that people were dropping off at that time from that from the series what um but do you think that they would get the point that it's it's because of the messaging that they're putting out i mean they know they don't because these companies, they spend a lot of money on R and D. They spend the money. They spend a lot of money on being able to get feedback from uh, consumers. They read all the metrics. They know what is working and what's not working. And this is why they give guys like Dave Chappelle, other people, millions of dollars. Because the whole point is to drive subscriptions, to drive viewership, to keep people from you know canceling their memberships. So if you put something out. It gets a lot of negative press. It's all on the news. It's all on the internet, social media. They're watching all this stuff. They watch all of it. I've been the guy that would watch social media and see what everybody's talking about for companies. I've done that. So they do oh. it. And when they see that things ain't really working right, if it's if it's hitting the bottom line, then now they got to kind of weigh it. It's like, okay, we have a certain agenda over here we're trying to push. But if it's affecting the bottom line, then we need to change something. They they changed on Netflix. They they changed the whole rating system when Amy Schumer's special got bombed, and they didn't have anything. They didn't have her on anymore, if I'm not mistaken, because they realized this this didn't do very well. Lost a lot of money. 
you got to change the whole system because now this has become very popular to uh, vote bomb certain things. They respond when that money is on the line for sure, because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. If the money ain't there, then it's hard for them to push their agenda because they can't pay for it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering, because it seems like we hit them, you know, because I've seen like the any humor thing. And I think they did a, I think they got the idea from, um, they, they caught on from solo, the solo film because everybody just dropped off. They didn't see it. I mean, cause I wanted it, but I was like, no, I'm going to send a message, but then they pick back up again. Um, so see, see, people, we, pe- people we are always, pe- people are not always consistent. They jump off for a while and go right back. You know, they might drop their yeah. subscription and then, they get an email marketing notification from Netflix. Hey, hey, come back. We'll give you a free month. We'll put in your credit card information so we can charge it in three months. And then the beat goes on. So people got to be consistent yeah. and not wishy-washy with their uh, protests of these platforms like Netflix. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, I hope you have a, a good 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right, shout out to the caller. And let's get to a few more here. 928, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, this is Brian from Arizona. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Can't complain about yourself. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, uh, I just wanted to uh, see what you think about um, the – Biden administration sending that letter to the chief of the border patrol to either relocate or resign. Um, and him responding that he would stay in off or stay in the position for 60 days, um, in combination with, uh, you know, the, the no voter ID and all that. Okay. I've not heard about the, the first, I've not heard about the first thing. So the, the you said you said the border patrol what what was he now? Well, so the I saw just the other day that the uh Biden administration sent a letter to the chief of the border patrol to either resign or relocate. And oh. um and so he responded that he would stay in his position for the next sixty days and then the Biden administration would assign someone to that position who obviously uh, isn't planning on enforcing the law, but uh, sounds like a plan along with the whole voter ID deal. Uh, you know, illegal immigrants being able to vote possibly. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that they they're they're trying to go ahead and just push that forward, like just trying to let let the border be wide open. I think maybe the person may have said something about the the border being wide open and not being a fan of it. So they're trying to get them out the way. It's really unfortunate they're doing that because it, it's hurting everyone, including Ill, like legal immigrants, people that don't want to be followed by the same element they fled from. It's strange because they, uh-huh. they say on one hand that people are fleeing dangerous environments, uh, dangerous countries, but they're not talking about how dangerous people may follow them into the new country if you don't have a secure border. So it's really strange how they're doing it. But that's that's pretty much the direction they're going, unfortunately. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. My brother Ben called in earlier, and we didn't know what to say, and he asked you about buying guns for the war, and 
Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Hey, man. Take care. All right. I think I am going to wrap it up. Let's get one more. 809, you're not allowed. Who am I speaking to? 804, pardon me. 804, Virginia. Uh, so I wanted to call in and talk about how Governor Ron DeSantis signed two bills recently, SB 2006, which basically says the govern government can vaccinate you at, at will of the health officer if they want to. And SB 233 says that a student can get fined for uh so basically if they teach something like critical race theory that if they were to pursue a court case about it that if they publish the video without the lecturer's consent that student could get fined two hundred thousand dollars so this is something that governor ron DeSantis signed into law very recently i just wanted to put that information out there and wonder i wanted your opinion on it well i've not read it so i don't know exactly the full context of it so i can't really make a comment because i've seen that kind of floating around but i'm not exactly sure what the context is because sometimes these bills um have certain things in them that don't look right but then once you see it in the full context it makes sense so i don't really know what the full context is i have to look into that and then get back to you okay so uh just to push the uh the idea so like i said sp 2006 they could isolate you, quarantine you, uh, forcefully get you vaccinated at discretion of the health officer. At least that's what the bill says. I mean, if you could do a video about it or, or read it, it'd do a great service because I, I haven't seen anyone talk about it lately. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. All right. Appreciate you. Have a good night. All right. Thank you for the call. All right. That'd be a wrap for me. Thank you all for being here tonight. If you couldn't, join uh the call it's not my fault you got to blame the white man for that but thank y'all again for being on i'll be back live again on wednesday as always wednesday and saturday at 8 p.m eastern standard time to right around 11 or so all right yeah somebody said the bill didn't say that exactly that's why i'm that's that's exactly what i'm saying i'm seeing that a lot online and i feel like it's like propaganda made to look the santas look bad that's what i that's that was my gut but I don't know that it'd be true. I don't know nothing. I have to read the bill to see what's going on in its full context because you could take a thing out and interpret it a certain way from the full context of the bill and it looks one way, but it may not be that way. So I got to see what's happening. But shout out to the caller. That's a good question. I need to look into it and I need to get back, get back with him and see what's happening. All right. So again, thank y'all for joining. I appreciate y'all. Y'all the best audience on the internet. Um... I got a few super chats to read, if I'm not mistaken. Let me get to those, and then we'll wrap it on up. Shout out to the mods for doing a great job keeping them trolls in check, for sure. And where we at? Let's let's go to where I got to go. Matter of fact, do I have them over here? Hold on. They, they didn't move them all over. Oh, it's right here. Perfect. Um, Let me see. All right, shout out to Horsehead who says, ABL got here late. Did I talk McAfee at all? No, I didn't. But, you know, I think I talked about him before, like on the last show. I, I don't really know what's happening. I still want to know more from 
anybody that has any information about John McAfee, what's going on. I think his wife came out and spoke, but I didn't hear what she said yet. I think she was saying what a lot of other people are saying is that he was not suicidal. Uh, I think she blamed the U.S., but I've not heard her exact words and what she said. Thank you to Macadama, who says, this is a super chat for the, for, for the Anglo from South Carolina. I appreciated this call. Oh, shout out to you. Thank you. Shout out to Cole Haterade, who says, you missed a good Trump speech in Ohio. You must still be able to watch it. I'll check it out. Thank you to Joey Muggs, who says, where does this man live, all right? Talking about the guy that had 20 friends that got killed. That's crazy. It's like, sir, do you live, like, do you live in Fallujah? What's happening? Um, Horsehead also says, look up Simon Campbell calls out Pensbury School. Thank you to Watts for your donation, who says, ABL for the win. Thank you. Thank you to a- thank you to Daniel Orr for continuing to be an ABL supporter. I appreciate you. Thank you to Angel Rivera, who says, hey, ABL, thanks for your detailed analysis on all you do. Appreciate you for that one, boss. Thank you to Kelsey 99 who says, watching Democratic Rep. Veronica Escobar comment that El Paso is the capital of the border in the nation's new Ellis Island during Vice President Harris's visit on Friday was super cringe. Super, super cringe. And I've been to El Paso. I like El Paso a lot. Shout out to them. They're great people, American citizens that ain't for the illegal immigration. And by the way, there's a wall right there in El Paso. Like there's an actual wall for real that it ain't, they're not taken down. And the wall was up when that last time I was there. Now the wall needs to continue on up into New Mexico and the rest of Texas. Okay. But there is a wall right there in El Paso. Um, and the, and the violence over in Juarez, which is right across the border, like basically El Paso and Juarez is like one city divided by the border. Juarez is super violent, super, super violent, but El Paso very safe. Unless they want to make that be the new quote unquote Ellis Island and let all these illegal aliens. And could you be an illegal alien coming to Ellis Island? You had to get papers and stuff like that. But I digress. Oh, the food in El Paso is just marvelous. Marvelous. I went to an authentic Mexican restaurant, an authentic Mexican restaurant and it was, oh, it was great. Shout out to all the boy lives out there. In El Paso, cooking up that good food. All right. Thank you to Vanessa, who says, just order the cap you are wearing. Well, I'm glad you did. Thank you for that. Uh, I hope you will like them. It'd be great. Party in the front, business in the back. You understand? Thank you to Jeff Donhauser, who says, first time caller from Seattle. Do you follow James Lindsay? He has a, he's a pretty big critic of critical race theory and exposes it as cherry-picked Collection of history written by Marxist author Kimberly Crenshaw. Thank you to Lou Marlowe, who says digital currency is easier to steal by the government or hackers way overrated. Bingo. Now you don't need gold. You don't need silver. You don't need any physical currency like that because put it in this system right here. And then when they want to shut you off on your money, cause you didn't been a bad person, you know, they want to, you a suspect of a crime, such a card off. They, they, they do that too in China, shut you off. You can't even really, and that whole social credit score stuff, you got a bad score, try getting on the airplane, try using your car, see how that works. You be out back. Yeah, a, a boy Lexus. <laughs> yeah, shout out to all the a boy Lexus because I don't want to use the gender term for uh, grandma. Is grandma incorrect to use because doesn't ma refer to mother? Isn't mother a gender term? So grand person, um, like, how do we really talk about, how do we really refer to a woman? Anyway, I digress. 
Take it to, let me see. Jeff Dunhauser, who says, why do you think people want to, quote, rethink and cherry pick history and facts like 1619 Project and critical race theory? Do you think they're trying to brainwash impressionable Americans into changing to socialists? Of course. Yeah, you, you know it. You answered your own question there. Uh, Hudson Jackson second says, QC is not really important to the Chicoms. Not only do their tech products malfunction and buildings collapse, their man-made islands are sinking. Yes. Uh, quality control. Thank you to Cole Haterate who says, people in China have to live under something called a social credit score with millions of cameras literally everywhere. A low score equals cancellation. Yes. Thank you to Jeff Dunhauser who says, how can the left consider themselves the party of peace and love when a lot of them are incapable of micromanaging their own prejudice? There you go. Uh, thank you to Seth Hall who says, happy upcoming Independence Day weekend, everybody. Yes. Independence Day right around the corner is going to be great. Um, thank you to ODV for the tea coffee donation emoji. Thank you to F.A. Ranger Xbox who says, fight comics by killing the federally backed loans with tax dollars. And thank you to Stavros Serentopoulos for the donation. I appreciate you. All right. That's all I got for tonight. You guys have been great as always. I will see you guys again live on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Matter of fact, Instagram, Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. I think I'm going to go live there on Mondays. That's going to be my objective. Now, if I can just pull it out and do another stream sometime in the week on Instagram, aside from the Monday, maybe I'll do it. But for right now, let's shoot for Mondays. Mondays on Instagram, I'll be live on there. And it's it's cool. It's like a one-to-one format. It's lit. And if I can find some time, I promise I'm going to upload those clips to a separate YouTube channel so you can have that for whatever you want. And I'll promote that when I do it. Not, and not until then. All right. So thank y'all again for joining. And until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.